This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun. And remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the history of bad ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. The History of Bad Ideas, episode number 292. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. And Jim is tired from golf. I thought the reason you golf is so you wouldn't get tired, but you can still claim to play a sport. Oh, sport. I can only last nine holes before I'm too drunk. That's what she said. Or I get thrown off the course and I can't drive the cart anymore. Oh, man. Well, I only golf. I... I if I do golf, I, I only golf till I hit par, and then I leave the course. <laughs> I, I only pay for, you know, whatever, how many strokes it is. So I know. like that. You pay by the stroke. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like some women I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm paid by the stroke. All right, we're putting that down for title. And well, that's the title, all And right. if it's been a couple of weeks, it's not a lot of strokes. Uh, <laughs> it's a cheap date. Literally. Now nah, you got it. There now you I go. got it. Now I got it. Uh huh. Do you got it? Do you, you got, got it? it? You got it? You got it? I got it. What'd you get? What'd you get? Herpes. <laughs> Second time? Sure. How many times? I mean, once you have herpes, you pretty much always have herpes. But there's medicine to cure it. No, there's medicines to treat it, not oh. to cure it. Oh. Herpes is a virus. Can't cure viruses. You can in pandemic. <laughs> I didn't play the board, any pandemic. The board game. Yeah. Well, you, know, you see, you find a vaccination to prevent people from getting the disease. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That calls autism. Yeah, it's down still, the hall. <laughs> even if it does, it's still better than. Uh, oh, dear death. God. Oh, God. I mean, if your alternative is death, okay. Jenny, Dr. Jenny McCarthy taught me a lot of things. <laughs> uh, Never marry the lesser Wahlberg. That's what she taught me. <laughs> well, there are lesser than Donnie. Who? Uh, the one from Wahlberger's TV show. Uh, oh, the other guy. Yeah, the guy. I don't even know his name. I finally Thanks. saw Wahlberger's speak of that like two weeks ago, one episode. Yeah. I'm like, this is awful. Why am I watching this? 
I mean, there's more than two Wahlburgers? There's like six. I mean, two Wahlbergs? I think there's like six. Really? Yeah, there's... Oh my there's, gosh! Yeah, I think it was even more than the three boys. I mean, they could have started their own sisters. And, they Freddie Bunch Wahlburger band. They probably could have. Oh my god, dancing boy troupe. Except like Donnie and Marky had the looks. I suppose the other Wahlberg uh, had real talent. <laughs> he didn't get the look. <laughs> didn't get anything. He got. He, he kind of has the uh, looks like a potato burger flipper. <laughs> <laughs> burger flipper extraordinaire. I mean, you know, he's probably more talented than just a burger flipper, but... Or right. a potato. But he kind of looks like a potato. Potato. Small potatoes. Mm. Potatoes with ears. Mash it, bake it, put Has it in Has anybody a had a wall burger? No. Uh, Jim has. He's not here, though. Would you so willingly buy a wall burger if it was there? If you're walking by, it's like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy a wall burger for shits and giggles. I Sober? Would. Yeah, I would. Sober. If the price wasn't ungodly ridiculous. Yeah, there's a place in downtown society that I have to get to. If it's not like Five Guys Burger and Five Guys Burger and Fries expensive. Oh, no, 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 no. Five Guys ain't expensive. Five Guys is too bad. Yeah, it is. For a burger, it's very expensive. Oh, my God. Have you been to burger places other than McDonald's lately? There's a restaurant called Burger If you're paying like under eight bucks for a burger, you're you're getting a good deal for a burger. What? There's a place downtown that's <laughs> called BurgerFi, and it's good burgers, but they're like nine ninety five per burger. That's I'm too like, much. no, no, no. You know I've what else? No. You know what else is a good burger place downtown? Right. What's that? Wahlburgers. Oh, that <laughs> is downtown. <laughs> so you've been there? No, I haven't. You're going off of what Jim says. Jim's been there. Uh, the Ditman, I think, has been there. Yeah, well, yeah. Ditman. Uh, the, the Gimp. I think the Gimp might have eaten there. The dit, don't, don't talk about the Dip Man because him and Blake are in contract negotiations. Ninety eight point nine. Uh, Blake and the Dip Man. Dip Man wants more money. He's got a kid now, so he needs more money. He's more. He's Wouldn't got more responsibility. More? How selfish of him. He needs to be paid more. Well, I thought you'd want more money because you just had to pay for a wedding. Come on. Well, not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for the uh, the open bar. Uh, I, mean, see, I walked around all. Night. I walked around all night, going, "You better drink that. <laughs> don't finish that. What are you putting that down? Finish yeah. that drink." <laughs> so, so uh, don't leave your drinks unattended. Don't leave your drinks unattended. So, uh, one of our fans, Kevin at Cincy yeah. Explorer, he stalked me, and mm. he gave us a new Oreo challenge. Just to let you guys know, Ooh. Oreo thins. We don't. We don't do many thins around here. It's latte cream. See, so every couple of weeks we do an Oreo challenge. I See, love I, me some lattes. I prefer the thins, to be brutally honest. Why? I, uh, one nice bite. Uh, it's not too thick or heavy mm-hmm. in, in while you're chewing it. You better give I me just, some of them thins. The, the thins are good. I'm just worried about, you know, not being a coffee drinker or liking the taste of coffee, how I will like. Mm. These have been sitting here next to me the whole the last 10 minutes, mm. and the smell is just amazing. Oh, God, it Well, that's because like Blake is, already broke into them. It's an espresso. <laughs> I cheated. You did. <laughs> They're really good. So we do appreciate that from Kevin. If you guys have Oreos that you want to send us unopened, uh, <laughs> please let us know. Get in contact with us. There's pistachio, which we're going to have to do when Jim comes back Ooh, in two weeks. I do like pistachios. All right, here we go. Latte. Thin. Latte Oreo. I'll have me some latte and espresso. And they smell really good. They do smell good. And they taste really they good. They smell like coffee, so that's not a good smell. Oh, they smell so good. Oh, what do you think? Mm. Blake, you like them. Hell yeah. Jeff? I'm not getting much of a taste mm-hmm. at all. Well, that's because they're thin. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm getting the 
taste of the cookie, but that's incredibly subtle flavor for the latte. So it is, but that's not bad at all. It's pretty they good. Smell really good. The smell and is amazing. Good too. So just buy the Oreo uh, lattes and just smell them. If you're a coffee mm. drinker, you will love them. Me um, likey. These are only 140 calories for four cookies. Thank goodness. Uh, two grams of fat and 12 total grams of sugar. So that's not whole, as Now, granted, you got to eat twice as many thins as regular. Correct. So you really don't... <laughs> pretty much. It's a lot better than our peanut butter ones from a couple weeks ago. Though. I think we all gained about 800 pa- uh, ga- calories that night. Mm-hmm. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Those are some <laughs> good, cal- good calories, though. Can you hear me chewing much. in those headphones? No, I can't. Oh, I can't. damn it. Can't the thin? Is it because they're thin? It's because they're thin. They're so thin, you can't even hear. You can't chewing. make the big super crunches. Oh. Those are good. They're not overpowering. You are correct, Jeff. I, I like that. Do you like them? Yeah. Just put it in your mouth halfway and then breathe through your mouth. It's not a flavor it I would so good. go out of my way to <laughs> get. Mm. I mean, I've had mm. the thin ones before. Well, yeah. you probably won't like them because, if I remember correctly, you do not like coconut. No. But the coconut thins love those. Gross. Um, we were at a family get together this past weekend, and uh, so I saw. Yeah, <laughs> you and were funny, in your natural position. I was. I in was a not couch taking a nap. <laughs> I was just closing my eyes, resting. Hey, sure. I looked at the time that was sent. It was nap time. Thank mm. you. So, but it was on the other side of my family, my dad's side, and we don't see them as often. I will say. I'm a little scared. A lot of people over there listen to our podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. They knew what you were referring to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they then it became a big discussion about what Oreos are good and what our Oreos aren't. <laughs> uh, my aunt, God bless her, I love her. She's like, oh, yeah, we listened to your podcast a couple episodes on the way down for, uh, for vacation on our drive. Oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> to which my uncle said, I'm not going to tell you. What, I'm not going to tell your mom what you said about her cooking. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good baker. You know the good thing about this big family get-togethers? Uh-huh. They're a good reminder of why I don't see some people for very long periods of time. <laughs> I, I try not to go to many get-togethers <laughs> like, at all of anything. This is why I don't come to these things. This is why I'm related to you and don't show up. <laughs> well, then I found out that my one cousin is into tabletop games. So then I heard oh. like a 30-minute conversation of tabletops. Of good ones and which ones to play. Yeah, because mm-hmm. her and her husband are just getting into it with their uh, six-year-old daughter. Okay. So w- I was giving them some point, like some good games, and that was good. To Here's talk. a burrito. Throw it. <laughs> throw, throw burrito. <laughs> no, this is a real burrito. <laughs> My review's up on nerdly.co.uk. Go take a look at it. For what game? Throw, like, throw burrito. It was there at Gen Con this past weekend. Was it? Yes, Did it you was. talk to them? Did you throw a burrito? No, I just looked at it and said, oh, yeah, Jason, he wrote a review on nerdly.co.uk. <laughs> over and over again to the strangers that walked by. <laughs> said, oh, look, throw a burrito. <laughs> and the guys that throw, throw a burrito were like, can you please move, sir? <laughs> But I'm talking about a review of your game on Nerdly. <laughs> I was wondering. Why, I was wondering why I was e- escorted out of the exhibit hall. <laughs> he was pelted with burritos. <laughs> <laughs> no, those aren't burritos. Not on salted pretzel night. Uh, <laughs> so, how was Gen Con? Woo, doggy. First off, thanks to Gen Con for giving you a press pass. Yes, thank you, Gen Con. It was. Again, another wonderful uh, three, four-day experience. Well, actually, three days, because I didn't stay for Sunday. Okay. 
but it was very good. I usually go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I did did do a little posting, a little bit on our Facebook Not site. Not much, but I did a little posting because I'm too much. busy otherwise. You posted stuff. There's plenty. I saw the book you got. Oh, that was awesome. There's a story behind that too. It's pretty cool. There's a story for you. I'll, where do I begin? Story, story time. time. <laughs> story time. I'll try to keep it under 45 minutes. Story All right. time. Or actually, I'll try and keep it under 30 minutes. You Please know. do, because we got a draft day tonight. Yeah, I know. I Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we Good do. job looking at the outline. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Woo. I'll get to that later. No, but uh, anyways, uh, very good uh, three days of Gen Con. I started off... Um, I actually, this year, I actually went to more seminars than I actually did playing any games, and it was actually kind of interesting. I like seminars at the... Uh, I found them very adventures. educational, and uh, I'll get into that. I have a new best friend. He doesn't know it yet, but he will soon. <laughs> <laughs> Until he gets a restraining order on you. <laughs> well, then I know it's official. No, then... Um, then Chris- I have his signature. <laughs> Is it Kristen right. Bell? <laughs> Ooh, no, Kristen was not there this Aww. year. I think she's avoiding me. I probably would too. Jason C. Brown, mm-hmm. our director number two from Drunk History. That's right. Um, yeah, he wasn't there either. Oh. He's, 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 he hasn't come through on his Kristen, Kristen Bell promises to me yet. So. I wonder why. But that's okay. But as long as he hooks me up with Summer, I'll, I'll forgive him. Mm-hmm. Just for an interview. That's all I need. Okay, what else you got? No, but seriously. Seriously. All right, you know how these stories start. Don't distract me. <laughs> No, but anyways, it was a very good time. So, uh, again, for another record year in a row, the total attendance uh, for Gen Con has gone up. They had over almost 20,000 ticketed events this year, and that's just ticketed events. These are events that you actually get tickets to and go to and participate in, in the convention center, the Lucas Oil Stadium where the Indianapolis Colts play. They, they've completely flooded that now. Uh, you know, along to all the hotels in downtown. So almost 20,000 ticketed events. That's just ticketed events. Now I'm not talking about when I would stumble home to my, uh, well, not stumble home, well, stumble out of my Uber into my hotel. There are people playing games in the lobby, and I was like 15, 16 miles south of the city this year. And, of course, when I would go eat breakfast, not including all the people playing games at breakfast in my hotel before I stumbled into my Uber, you know, to go back to uh, Gen Con. So they've had record number of ticketed games, again, for the X number year straight in a row of, uh, you know, attendance. And I knew I was in trouble when I usually drive up on Thursday mornings. I get to parking, and I was already having trouble getting some parking with the traffic. Well, they were doing a lot of construction, too. Well, I avoided the construction. I'm talking about when you get there, I usually can find a good place to park. But this year, I had some traffic and a little bit of difficulty and I knew I was in trouble. And I think they actually sold out on the uh, Saturday badges. Well, they sold out on the four-day badges, and then they sold out on the Saturday badges only, I think, uh, ahead of time, uh, in which they were actually anticipating, you know, the actual, um, you know, selling the day of. But they were out days before. So if you were just some schmuck who decided to roll in, you're pretty much SOL. You couldn't get into the exhibit halls or, or do anything. But you could walk around and people watch, which is half the fun. Yes, it is. You know, so so I got in Thursday morning. I started off with a uh, seminar about uh, some uh, people that run Dungeon Master games. It was, it was kind of interesting. Um, I think maybe I, I still learned a little a thing or two from it, but I think it was more geared towards people for the first time running games and all that kind of stuff. But it was pretty, it was pretty neat. 
Um, and then I went to uh, my second seminar, which was before my fun bourbon trail trip. <laughs> so I went to this other seminar. It's called like, uh, you know, Theory of uh, Encounter, you know, um, you know, Encounter Theory for Adventures 101. And it was given by this uh, guy who is actually a professor and a freelance writer and a gamer, basically talking about, hey, you know, a lot of these models, whatever whatever game you play, D&D, Pathfinder, you know, these, uh, these other role RPGs, Werewolf, Vampire, Masquerade, you know, all this kind of stuff. He goes, there really isn't any real organized school, you know, for uh, writing these games and encounters. And essentially the fallback is, is that a lot of these people that write these professional games and RPGs and for these tabletops is, is basically they fall back on their literary, literary backgrounds and try to go and, you know, push these, you know, literary scenarios on people and stuff. And they forget what the essence of, you know, the whole, you know, RPG gaming is, you know, number one, your, your players, world. yeah, open world. Uh, your gamers never really do what you think they're going to do. Oh no! It's as a gamer, you purposely don't follow the the <laughs> adventure hooks sometimes, or sometimes you think they will or won't, and you got something in your back pocket, and then they're like, and then you're like, well, where the hell? Where did that come from? And that's what they do, you know. So you know, so he, uh, you know, basically went into uh, kind of like his little encounter theory, what's necessary, and it turns out he's got a book. That's uh, on sale at Drive Through, you know, RPG. RPG, oh, cool. You know, so anyways, uh, the gentleman's name is uh, Ben Riggs. He's out of Wisconsin, and he's talking about this Encounter Theory 101. He's got this book on Drive Through RPG, and uh, and he's talking about RPGs, and he talks about hey, some of you know, what he considers the three best games in the industry, you know, and one of them was uh, Ravenloft. The other one was uh, the was it was it the Dracula? I forget. The um, the Dracula Chronicles or something like that. It's a, it's kind of like a modern um, game where um, you're a vampire, uh, or are you fighting vampires? Yeah, you, no, no, no. You're you're like a you're like a spy for the U.S. government, and you you realize that Dracula is real, okay. and he knows that you found out that he's real, and now you got to stop him from killing you. And then another one from um, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, City of Lies. And he talks about, you know, these are the three best RPG games ever. And he gives his reasons why and all that kind of stuff. Because you're, you are given a sandbox, but you're given a limited sandbox. You know, so the, the players and the characters can go do what they want, but they're within the guidelines of the sandbox. There's a wall of the sandbox, you know, essentially. Like, for example, Ravenloft, you know, you go into Bavaria, you know, you go into Barovia, and you pass into this realm, and you can never get out of Barovia until you solve, you know, uh, the end game. And the same so, thing. With the, so it's an escape room. Well, yeah, <laughs> you think about it. It's kind of like an escape room for RPGs, you know, more or less. And so while he was talking about this, and I was, uh, I was sitting there shaking my head, going, "Yeah, you know what? That makes an awful lot of sense. I kind of like it." You know, he's like, you know, every you know reason for an encounter, you have to have a reason for every encounter. And every encounter really should kind of have like a lead, and you know, think of a think of the confines as you know your typical uh, dungeon trope. You know, you just go in the front door of the dungeon. You can go left or right, but ultimately, there's only so much of the dungeon you can go to. It's in those within those confines, and it's kind of like you know, in theory, that's how you should be running the game. So you still give the players, you know, the ability to choose left, right, or straight, but it's still within the confines of 
you know, the walls of this dungeon, more or less. Is there ants? If you want there to be ants, Jason, you can have ants. Okay, yes, I'm that's just correct. Asking. So while he was talking about all this kind of stuff, what endeared him to me more was the fact he said, hey, I, you know, I have these other seminars coming up if you want to come, and one is uh, why TSR failed. And I went, ooh, yes. I like the history of TSR and D&D, which what I've TSR? talked about before. TSR is the uh, company that originally published D&D, the creators oh, okay. of Gary Gygax, Tactical Gags. Study Rules. Okay. So TSR was synonymous with Dungeons & Dragons for like 20-plus years. And it was a $40 million company that went ass up, basically. And you're like, how did you, it's a great business model case study. How do you fuck up a $40 million business that you had the monopoly on? Kind of like WCW you know. and wrestling. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, if you want to do it with that. Except there's ants in this. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there's, there's no ants in your wrestling. There's no ants in your wrestling. Kevin Nash was pretty tall. Yeah, yeah but not an ant. Well, there's, he moved like an ant. Well, there were guys that would carry around lumber. Oh, hacksaw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, so he's like, hey, I got this episode, t- you know, TSR, why it failed. And then he talks about, you know, the creation of Third Dungeon Dungeons & Dragons, the, the, you know, classic. And I was like, oh, man. This guy, TSR, I love history and, you know, about that history. And he's talking about the creation of third edition, which I think is awesome, in which he said, yeah, you know, based this gem creation of third edition. And then he talks about TSR West, which you guys may be more interested in. TSR West was a, uh, a, uh, a division of TSR, D&D, that went out to California. Television and movie. Yes, for television and movies, more specifically, comic books right so we are a podcast where a lot of people are interested in comic books and so i'd be interested to hear you know those independent you know comic book folk that we got with you know like Mm -hmm. you know big dev and etc you know source point press and all so he had these three other uh seminars to go to and i said i'm clearing my schedule i'm going to these three so i did and um the the history of tsr you know it is pretty cool i went to those seminars on saturday uh, well, after his original seminar, I then went on a uh, bourbon tour of Indianapolis and got drunk. No. Uh, in between stop two and three, I fell asleep on the bus because I'm not used to doing hardcore spirits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only two drinks into this? <laughs> only two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but I had a good time. It was awesome. I did, I, you know, I did meet other, other gamers. And what was really cool about it is it was basically just a bus full of other gamers and the comp- tour company that took you on the the the, the tour uh, rented out a tour uh, rented out a bus that was a, basically a, a uh, party vehicle with the no stripper pole in the middle, but it had all the lights and everything else mm-hmm. in it. So we we found it pretty interesting. But uh, so it, it was pretty cool. So we went to do the bourbon tour in Indianapolis, and I'm all liquored up, and I come back and you know finish that day there. And I'll you know go to. You know, you know, but I'll I'll continue on with the uh, the Ben Riggs story. So he talks about so the you know this guy basically is doing what I want to do. Okay. You know, if I had the free time. Okay. He's interviewing people in the industry and those back in TSR and essentially doing like, kind of like a, a business model model study. And he's writing about it and he and he has a book that's he, that's in process. And he does a podcast that he talks about this stuff called Plot Points. And it's not just about history of TSR, but it's basically. He gets, like, real people in the industry and other professors and scientists. They'll talk about things like 
you know, the the effect of uh, Franz Leiber on, you know, Ilmet and Lankmar and the effect, you know, the influence on RPGs and swords and sorcery and all that kind of stuff or um, basically doing interviews with people at TSR at the time, doing these background deals and et cetera, and basically finding out what happened, why did it fail and all that. And it wasn't because, you know, there was no market for it. I mean, TSR had the market corner, basically. They were the big, big boys on the block, block the 500-pound gorilla you know, always threatening to sue everybody, including Gary Gygax. Yeah, when they uh, when they ran the him out, they basically them, yes. ran him out of the company and all that kind of stuff. So, and this talks about the the lady that you know the lady that inherited or actually ended up running TSR was actually the uh, Buck Rogers Harris and oh. her brother, the Buck guy Rogers? that created Buck Rogers. Yeah, really, that guy. Yeah, she was running TSR. And she had her brother running TSR West, which was failed after one year. Yeah, I did read something about the history of TSR it was, West. So it's real interesting. So he's done all these interviews. He's compiling them. He puts them in podcasts, and he's uh, writing a book and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I know, for example, a lot of our comic book folk, and I know I've, I've come full circle again, <laughs> you know, TSR West. So basically, if you go back into the mid-'80s, and you may remember this, being a comic book aficionado yourself. Not in the mid-'80s. DC Comics had the exclusive rights to Advanced Dungeons & Dragons with TSR. Okay. DC Comics was putting out Advanced Dungeons & Dragons uh, comics, kind of like as they were putting out um, you know, their different you know, storylines and et cetera. And uh, they were selling about 100,000 know, issues per print or whatever. Okay. I can't remember. It was essentially on the same par as Superman and Wonder Woman, yeah, that I'm they sure. were selling these AD&D you know, advanced Dungeon and Dragon comic books. Now, uh, uh, were these uh, DC created characters, or were these licensed? No, these were licensed from, from TSR. TSR. Yeah, okay. licensed from D and D. So what happened was, um, uh, Lorraine Williams, uh, you know, who you know, the Buck Rogers Harris and her brother, the Buck Rogers Hare, they decided that hey, you know what, we want to make movies and we want to get. Uh, stuff done out of Hollywood. So he convinced her, hey, I need to run this uh, TSR West out of Los Angeles, pay for this uh, great um, you know, office, you know, yeah. set us a Pulvita Boulevard, et cetera. So they go out, and, and TSR says, you know what, we don't think we're getting the attention and that, you know, that we need from DC Comics because we want movies and cartoons, because I guess D&D, the uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the cartoon had come off the air. Oh, right. it was after the it was after that, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we want movies, we want TV shows, we want all this stuff." So they hire this guy, you know, the the her brother, mm-hmm. basically go out there, and, and but there's one problem: DC Comics owns the license to advance to Dungeons and Dragons. They sold it to them and say, "Hey, you're going to put out this D and D stuff," and DC Comics basically finds out that TSR is putting out their own version of. Dungeons and Dragons comics, but not Dungeons and Dragons. They can't put their name on it. Oh. And so in order to not to compete with them directly, they said, well, these aren't just comics. These are comic modules where oh. these characters we, we you know, create and tell these stories in these comics, but in the back of the comics are these games that you can use with TSR. Uh, so, so they were you, trying to get around the, their get, partnership. Get around the partnership with, D, with DC Comics. But they couldn't use advanced Dungeons and Dragons names or Dungeons and Dragon characters because yeah. T- DC Comics had those rights. 
And uh, and so DC Comics says we're go- we're going about to sue you, but they said, oh, Teaser, oh, but yeah, but we're not using Dungeons and Dragons names or characters. And by the way, these aren't just comics; these are like comic modules. So there's your two failure points. You're going to go head to head against the people in the comic industry that you sold the rights to for Dungeons and Dragons, which is a bad move. And you're not even able to use your bread and butter. Yeah. Right? That's true. You can't use your Dungeons and Dragons. Who's going to buy these if they're not Dungeons and Dragons? So they came up with these shit four storylines. But anyways, the other problem that they had, according to Ben Riggs and his book that's coming out in the seminar, is that the comic books didn't make it to the comic stores because... You know, Random House shipped those out, and they got to the bookstores. Like, what do we do with these? Well, these are modules. So they ended up in B. Dalton and Walden books. They didn't end up in comic stores. (laughs) So gamers are looking at these like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, (laughs) the comic people can't get them, and the gamers gamers look at them as comics. And oh, and by the (laughs) way, DC Comics said, fuck you, TSR. We're going to stop printing Dungeons & Dragons comics. And we own the rights. So no one will yes. be and able to print them. That's right. And as a comic book collector, what's the last thing you want to do to a comic book? Uh, yeah, destroy it. Destroy it. it. You had to cut the backs of these comic modules up. Oh, to use the In module? order to use them or play them oh, in yeah. D&D games. Or, you know, quote-unquote, you know, parallel universe, you know, basic game mechanics like Gamma World or Star Frontiers or something similar to that. Gangbusters. Yeah. Or whatever. So, TSR basically screwed itself literally out of the comic book collector's era. And as Ben likes to say, think about this. If they went full bore with DC Comics, you know, even though they've had mixed success in the movie industry, or if they went with Marvel, for example, and they kept this comic book line going for the next 30 years, imagine what movie universes could be out there right now for... Dungeons and Dragons and etc. They did. Marlon Wayans was in one. No, that, well, there's another. <laughs> he didn't go into that, but I'll tell you what the problem with that is. Oh, that that was so. If you far if you go in and you're making movies for Marvel and DC, for example, who do you want in those movies? Stars. You want the stars, but you want what the characters and their stories that you know, right? Oh yeah, the right. just slapping the name Dungeons and Dragons on exactly. the movie. It's yeah, not going to work. That would be like slapping Captain America on the name of a, a movie and then have it about three guys sitting in a studio doing a podcast. Ex- hey. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and faced with electrical outages or something. I don't know. But but seriously, so you think about that. If they it stayed true, and other the problems DTSR had, which Ben goes into, and you can hear on his on his podcast, and hopefully you're going to hear on Hobie special interviews. Um, I've I've opened a dialogue with him, you know. Nice. But anyways, until he throws the restraining, order. Uh, yeah, until he puts the restraining order on me, he's like, "You're stalking me." You know, but um, well, I am, but well, I am, but <laughs> you know, you're my new best friend. But you don't realize it. Beside the point. Beside the point. Did we just become best friends? I think no, we did. No, not, well, not wait, at all. I'm trying to get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyways, it, uh, so think about that for a second. If you if DC Comics keeps the AD&D or the Dungeons & Dragons characters going, like some of the iconic characters in the back of the games, 
Or as they come around in the third edition, like the Drizzt, you know, Dward and all that kind of stuff. If you make a movie about a D and D character that is beloved and very popular and well known, its success rate is going to be a hell of a lot higher than this Marlon Wayans wearing a leather cap, dude. I don't know what the fuck that guy's <laughs> name was. You uh, know, so the things that could have been it was witch's skin. Yeah. <laughs> no, so no so it, it is pretty neat. So he goes into the the how TSR failed. You know, uh, in depth, which I'm. You know, I don't want to take away the thunder and all that kind of stuff. But TSR West, the failure of Dungeons and Dragons in L.A., you know, the, you know no movies, no cartoons, no comic books, and et cetera, mostly because of that jack, you know, horrible, you know, business plan execution. You know, I said, a great case study for, uh, you know, business failures. You know, if you're going to go into blue ocean, you know, kind of market strategies for strategic business, you have to do it really well rather than price differentiation. And, of course, they failed at all that kind of stuff. He's like, ooh, that's my education coming out. No, but anyways, so he does that, and he talks about that, and he talks about the origin of third edition Dungeons & Dragons and basically, you know, the uh, you know the connection with Peter Atkinson and the Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering. And, you know, that guy, he got his start because he brought over, you know, um, uh, what's it, Pokemon, you know, over here and all that kind of stuff and how he basically took TSR, which at the time was a complete you know, failure going out. He buys it and sells it. But here you go. Here's if you're a company and you know what's interesting about publishing back in those days, I mean he goes into larger, longer depths of, you know, explaining how it worked. But basically you have your product, you ship it to the distributor, like in this case it was Random House. And Random House sends it out to like you know the bookstores, Walden Books, B Dalton, et cetera, and all that kind of fun stuff. You get paid when it gets to the bookstore. Mm-hmm. The bookstore said, Hell okay, here you go. Yeah. Boom, here's your money. We got to sell this shit. DTSR was in such a stronghold, flexible muscle position. They got paid when they sent shit to Random House. Oh. Random hmm. House paid them as soon as they got the shit. And then basically it was up to Random House to try and get that stuff out. And then, of course, if they couldn't sell it, then he would sell it back at a discount to TSR to buy it back. Right? So you have basically, you're basically printing your own money. Hey, we need to uh, up our quarter. Yeah. Send as much shit and print it as much as you can and get it to Random House. And Random House goes, okay, here you go. Here's a million bucks. Yeah. And then Random House is like, oh, shit, we're backed up with TSR stuff. Get it out there. And this is why the book industry is dead. And dying. You know, but here's the flip side of that. You're TSR. You're sending all this stuff, and you're still losing money. Where's the money going? And this is a good thing. It keeps bringing up. Nobody can tell you where's the money going. Now, on the flip side... Your printer, you're not paying your printer to print the stuff that you're shipping to Random House, who's paying you when they get it. Where's the money going? They're not paying their printer? Yes. Well, that's bad for any business. So here's what happened to to the printers. To not pay your uh, (laughs) Here's what happened (laughs) to the printers. This is why TSR failed. So the printers stopped printing. We said, screw this. You owe us this much in debt. Uh, Yeah. And you can't. Get them to print to sell your stuff to Random House, who's going to buy you for the stuff. So now you're in a quagmire. They actually sold their buildings and offices to the printer and signed a print-only exclusive deal with the printer to keep them happy in order to get stuff printed. And, of course, the bottom line is you're in these sweet deals. Where's the money going? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they're getting paid, but they don't have the money. Something's wrong. 
Yeah, hookers. exactly. Hookers. So, hookers yeah. and blow. Hookers and, blow. hookers and blow. You pay by the stroke. TSR West. If you paid by the stroke, it would be better. It would be a lot cheaper. Did you play any games? Anyways, I'm getting to that. Oh, Jesus. So anyways, he, then he goes and he talks about the creation of Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of stuff. And, and basically, at the, end, at the end of his seminars, I'm like, you know what? I want to talk to this guy. Let's get him on. I want to interview him, get him on the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the, the, the third seminar on Saturday, I walk up there. I'm like, anyways, how are you doing? I think you're really cool. I really <laughs> have touched a woman's boob. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it was, yeah. Please. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, I got his stuff. And, and if you want to hear, uh, hear some of his things, go to Plot Points uh, Podcast. And um, his name is Ben Riggs, and he hosts that. And he was in competition with the, uh, the Ennies this year as, for podcasting. He had to go up against the big boys like, you know, like Ken and, you know, uh, Ken and Kim and Jen, or what was it, Ron and Kim, or Kim? I don't know. I don't two know industry insiders. That I have no idea. They they're always winning the, every year. Because, Ken Jennings. Yeah, Kim and Rob has a podcast or something. Like, I can't remember. Fuck Kim and Rob. Yeah, screw those people. I don't know Kim and Rob. You know why the only podcast you need to listen yeah. to? Bad ideas. Yeah. So well, it, we give out the floppies, the most prestigious award in the business. That's they're right. coming up soon. But uh, Six so. <laughs> So we agreed. I'll, I'll be t- be talking to Ben next month in uh, September. So I'll, I'll try and and do something uh, you know special and get it on there. And uh, but the other the other thing that I really enjoyed an awful lot um, the next morning after my bourbon trail was uh, I did go see the uh, screening of Eye of the Beholder. You know, which of course is tied into a lot of TSR. It is basically a uh, documentary about the art of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, from the very beginning with Gary Gygax and, and Arneson and uh, the artists that they used to do. And they would just basically get any, like, high school kid to draw pencil drawings in the beginning. Yeah. And they would just submit it in and say, okay, you're hired. And um, it was really interesting listening to the history of how it started. And they said, all right, we're creating all these monsters. What do they look like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Put it on paper. Let's see what happens. Why you know? don't you tell me the name yeah, of the movie? Yeah, so it, yeah, they got big teeth and claws. All right, that's what, uh, that one. Sure, that works. It's a floating eye with other little eyes coming out of it. <laughs> it maybe a mouth like this. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. What well, about walking trees? Can we draw walking trees? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same Everyone thing. Knows what a walking tree looks like. Sorry, my it's bad. a tree with legs. It's a tree that walks. I mean, come uh, on. Does it have arms? You know, so it is kind of interesting. You talk about. If you go look at the original old monster manual like I had, you know, that kind of stuff, and you look at some of these things, it's like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And they talk about how uh, the early artist that did the monster manual drawings, he goes, if you go every few pages, you'll notice the changes in style and then changes back to the styles. That's because you'd be like, okay, you have uh, A through C. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, you got D through F, and uh, I'll take G through H, and as soon as you're done, let me know. And then, oh, you're done? You got I, J, K. And so it is kind of funny when, you know, when it comes to that, but what it really helps out is that art is so important to um, you know your product, and especially when you're dealing with the realms of imagination. It's like, well, what does this look like? You know, and, you know, and if you and if the artist nails it, you're you're in, you're bought. You know, the very great thing about Moria with Steve Jackson, I was enjoying the movie, uh, Peter Jackson. Oh. I was enjoying the movie up until that point, but when we got to Moria, that was exactly the way I remember seeing some early art as a kid, and that was what was in my mind. 
and it was perfect. You know, he took that, represented through under. And it's so important how art brings your products in. Like I forget the Wayne Hickenbottom, whatever Hickenbottom. Yeah, sure, Wayne Hickenbottom. Yeah, sure, that guy, the the guy that uh, started the Pathfinder art, for example. Yeah. What what turned me off of Pathfinder, other than the fact that it was like an extension of three point five Dungeons and Dragons, it was the art. I couldn't get into the art. The guy's hands cannot be bigger than his head. Well, I could. The sword cannot be wider than the body of the person that's wielding. You know. Well, that, have that you guy. watched uh, anime and manga? The swords are yes, always bigger. Yes, I know. And, and you know what? He's talented, man. God bless the guy. I could not do anything that guy does. And it does have that influence. You can see where it comes in from the anime and all that kind of stuff. But but that but that's that turned me off. Is the I, wrong art? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like yes, it's better than anything I can do. Yeah, but I still don't like it. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to pay for it. You know, you're <laughs> you're waiting for the Punisher. You're waiting for the Punisher to come out. You've heard all these great things. Uh, you and know, you he's a side drugs. character. He's he's going to be the main character now. The Punisher is coming out. And the Punisher comes out, and he's wearing a black T-shirt and a Halloween skull mask with a rubber band. Does that kill it for you? <laughs> well, Most Punisher. likely, yes. <laughs> it's like oh, not the cool outfit with the big skull and the big shirt with the belt and the guns. What if like you he's get that? To be Ghost Rider. Yes, oh. exactly. Nobody wants Ghost Rider. If you get that, that art concept is so important for you to sell your product. I mean, it will turn you off. You're like, you may buy that first episode of the Punisher, but after that, you're like, fuck it. You know, it doesn't matter how good the story is or the content. Yeah. If the art isn't there, it is. So it goes through the history of the art in D and D from like the you know the early seventies all through the eighties up until the you know TSR and then beyond into you know Wizard of the Coast and stuff. And what was the best thing about it was once again, you know, Larry Elmore was one of the big four oh, yeah. in the mid mid eighties, and I I stop by Larry's guy. Larry's booth every year. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. I'm just some nut that shakes his hand and does something stupid in front of him every year. I got the boo, and I did it again. <laughs> so after the screening, the three producers are up, and uh, I, I'm uh, I didn't have a chance to get them to commit to interviews afterwards. But uh, I may try and get one of those guys next month as well. One of the three producers is there. So uh, that produces movie, The Eye of the Beholder. They do some other things too. So they're like, hey, Larry's selling the DVD, Blu-ray or DVD version in his booth. If you want to go buy it, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm there. So I went, I go buy it. I'm standing in line. I get my DVD. Hi, Larry. I'm like, I'm like, hey, do you want Larry to sign this? Oh, yes, please. That'd be great. So I'm off to the side of Larry. There's somebody else in front of me. Uh, you know, My buddy's there with me. I get distracted. I buy it. They give it back to me. I look at it. I look at the front, I look at the back, I look at the front, I look at the back, I open it up, there's nothing there. I'm like, hey, did Larry sign this? And then Larry Elmore stops talking to the person that he's talking to and looks at me as a deranged old man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I signed it. And I'm like, oh, well, where, where is it? He's like, I wasn't going to sign the front. That's Caldwell's art. I signed it on the back. And I look at it, and his little square with him on the back, he's got this... Classic Larry Elmore. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is so good. The signature is so good. I thought it was part of the original artwork on the box. <laughs> and he's just looking at me like this drained old guy. <laughs> and I was being honest. I missed it yeah. because it looked like it was part of you're the like, actual. Come on, Larry, you remember right, me? I'm, I'm like, the guy that embarrassed hey, myself last year. year. I'm the guy that asked for a photo, and you're like, you want a photo with me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> No, so anyways, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Larry. I, was, I said, this looks so good. I thought it was part of the original print. 
I said, thank you very much. And I shook his hand. He's like, all right, thank you. And he's like, he's like, like security. He's like, security. <laughs> he's like, he's got this deranged Kenny Loggins look, you know, nowadays. Danger no, zone. Yeah, but danger he's zone. danger zone. Yeah, he's pointing to me. Danger zone. And I got to get out. You know, wow, but anyways. What? I'm sorry. What was that, Jason? Danger zone. <laughs> We're flying into the danger zone. Uh, yeah, danger that's exactly zone. Well, we, ha- we have absolutely no worry about uh, <laughs> copyrighted music or anything, because that's danger nothing like this zone. side. Danger zone. But I thought it was so funny. He's looking at me he's like, yeah, I signed it. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Like, but where? But, but, you know, I was like, hey, thank you very so much. Did shake his hands. <laughs> yeah, I did. So anyway. So we can wrap the Gen Con thing up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, anyways, I go in in our first game. Oh, dear game, God. <laughs> and it's like, oh, hold on a second. I'll get to your crawl. I'll get to Larry. I'll get to um, Jay, uh, Joey Vigor. No, I don't even care. Yeah, I was just Vigor. asking what was going on. With, with Growl, right? Growl. So, we went into this game, and there's 12 people in there. And the dungeon, the lady running the game is like, okay, you don't know. All we know is like, uh, you know, dinner at the king's table. And I knew I was in trouble when nine of the 12 players. All knew each other, and they oh, knew who she no. was. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, it turns out she's been running this game every year. And they've just at been Con, back they be back. She runs several versions of it, you know, couple, you know like once yeah. a day or whatever, every day. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I actually got – so what happens is you got 12 characters. You draw random characters, and they all have, you know, backgrounds and things you're supposed to act out. And the goal is in this four-hour period – Is it a murder mystery? Kind of. Like Your goal party? is to protect one other player from dying and kill another. You have to kill one and protect. Yes, them. I and I, it turned out the character I hosted was a uh, expert male, and uh, my goal was to have somebody kill. But yet I need to protect all the all the you know, you know all the hosts. You know, in the name of the king, blah blah blah, murder mystery kind of thing. So, but it was really neat. There was. Um, we all started, and there was this middle-aged lady, and we're all to start, and she just starts going to character, and she is dropping cunt bombs. What? Cursing. And at first, I was like, holy shit, what is this lady's problem? Then I realized, oh, she's a really good actor. She's, she's really good at playing her character. And so it was really good. We had fun. We had a uh, we had an orc barbarian that thought she was an elven sorcerer. <laughs> so when she would cast a spell, she'd be like, yell, magic missile, and, like, trying to, like, hit you with her club. You know, so we'd cast, like, spells and, you know, attack, like, what she thought she was. Or she'd, you know, put her hair over her head and thought she was invisible, invisible. <laughs> and rocking around. So it was kind of funny in that manner. Uh, I had to, you know, try and maintain the peace and, you know, always scream, how dare you. You know, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Wait a minute. That's Jason's rule? Yeah, that's exactly How, how dare you? you? It would have been perfect for Jason. <laughs> I mean, Jason would just have exactly. that meme every yes. time. Like a, How another, dare you? Like another character's name was My Ass, but he always had to refer to uh, themselves in the third, third person. person. Like, My Ass sits down at the table. My Ass, you know. And it was kind of like fun fun items like that. We had the wizard that was senile, who was blowing everybody up with you know, fires and fireball. And, of course. You know, thought everybody, thought everybody was a lizard person to be attacked. And he was losing his mind. And, and then... Uh, Another of the characters, despite trying to kill and save somebody, was supposed to try and have sex with two characters. So his first round is like, yeah, oh, yeah a charmed person. He'd come back and have sex with me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So the first round, I'm like, what the fuck is all this? And I'm like, character. This is pretty good. So you're playing with a lot of people that have a lot of experience. But the problem is you're playing with a lot of people 
that have played this game before. And so I was still kind of like unsure, you know, the oh, like second round or the third. Same yeah, thing every year. Yeah, the second same, or third round tournament. The same scenario every yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Except except the DM changes the characters up every oh, year. Oh, okay. Oh. And creates new ones. So she hands them out in a sealed envelope. You open it up, you read it, and you're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, and then you do a random, okay, everybody puts a number on their name, name card, which you put in front of you, and then you roll a dice. And the first die that you roll, number one through 12, that's the person you want to protect. But it's a secret. You can't oh, tell anybody. So you don't know. Then the second roll that you roll you kill. is who you want to kill, but you can't tell anybody. What and you, you, only, you only write it down and give it to the DM, you know. So What if you roll the same number? Uh, you can't roll the same number. <laughs> No, you can. I've you seen know. it happen. Well, before. wait. <laughs> you 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 can't. Well, you, you have to roll again. You can't. You can't roll the same number for both, and you can't choose yourself to kill. But you can, can choose, you choose yourself, yourself to. to save? But you can, yes, <laughs> you can choose yourself to save if your number rolls and yeah, you know, you pick a number. Oh, there's a number and a hat, right? So all the yeah. numbers are taken, and then all the numbers go back in, and the numbers come out, right? So you you roll one through twelve. Say, oh, who's number one? Who's number two? Blah blah blah. And then you put your names on a piece of paper. You draw them out. That's who you save. And if you're if it's yourself, that's good. You throw them all back in. The next one you take out is who you're supposed to kill. You can't be yourself. Otherwise, round one. Ah, take my knife. Blech. I win. win. Nobody won because we couldn't we couldn't get everybody dead until Did the last win round. You're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then, uh, well, yeah, exactly. Oh, apparently, they found a way to make a winner in the game. That's a that's yeah. They did. We did because they're not winners in life. Hey, hey. <laughs> Great oh, encounter theory. You're within a confined sandbox. <laughs> you're allowed to do whatever you want, but we had to stay within this big yeah. dining room in the kind in the King's Castle. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go out to the gazebo. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so it was pretty neat. I I didn't win at the end. They they, they vote who the best uh, player was. I got a few votes. All right, you know I By I, think, I think I shocked everybody when I jumped up on my chair and went into character, started screaming at everybody. How dare you! And everybody's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but uh, I saw what you did. did. You're a horrible guest. <laughs> yeah. So, but I didn't win. But you know, the cards are. You know, on one hand, when you're like the very outsider, bad community theater. No, it's good. It was actually very entertaining. A it lot of good. Sounds like people getting together and having fun. You know what? Yes. I applaud that. No problem. It was a good time. I'm not saying. Wow, you're a little sensitive. But no, but when you're, you, well, all right. Me you know, my my type A personality comes out sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm going up against nine people that play with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and they know what's happening. There's only three newbies. You know, in in the match. Did you newbies stick together as newbies like they do in yeah, all my the buddy reality did. Yeah, TV was, shows? Yeah, kind of a little <laughs> bit. But but you know, the good thing is the advantage is you're playing with a lot of people with experience. I think. Everybody there, the, I think the the minimum age was, uh, you know, the one son who was in his, like, uh, mid-20s was with his dad. And so you're all with, like, a bunch of middle-aged players, you know, mostly, like, 30s and 40s. Oh, God, sounds terrible. Oh, it was great. <laughs> and, you know, very experienced players. And so we all knew what to do. We could all play off of each other, and it was pretty fun. I had a good time. And you a know. good time was had by yeah. all. Good time was had by all. Now, you asked me about the book. Yes, all right, so the first time, I'm a big Forgotten Realms fan. He wrote created, a book! Created by Ed Greenwood, right? So, Lee Greenwood? Ed Greenwood. Oh. So if you're... God bless the man. Yes. So if you're, if you're a Forgotten Realms fan... Nope. Not Jason, but <laughs> anybody else that's out there and all that kind of stuff, games. What is Forgotten Realms? Forgotten Realms is the, one of the fantasy, major fantasy settings that 
you know, a lot of D&D game takes place oh. and tons of fictions they, written they, about. They wrote a lot of books okay. that took place within the... Lots uh, of fictions and all that kind of stuff. So Ed Ed wasn't there because he, his, uh, he and his wife, his wife had, like, some uh, health issues and he couldn't make it out. But, so this is the first time I signed up for this thing. I was like, all right, it's Saturday night, it's 8 o'clock, maybe we can bring some beers and drink and whatever and kind of stuff. And I was like, all right. So I show up in his first time and apparently he'd been doing this for several years and he's basically... Tons of Forgotten Realms aficionados and writers over the years get together and they just they just pick a topic for the Forgotten Realms and just have a discussion about about writing something. about it about writing it and stories in the realms and as it pertains to gaming and you know just telling your your favorite stories or relating your stories or, or talking about concepts and ideas and so uh, Ed Greenwood couldn't be there but he skyped in. Oh, that's and of cool. course he skyped in, and of course he's playing. Was the Skype slow, like Blade? Actually, <laughs> it did glitch a little bit. It was pretty funny, <laughs> especially when they would draw names out of the hat, and he couldn't read them. He'd be like, "Move it away, move it further. No, bring it back in. No, move it down, move it up." He's like, "I can't read it." <laughs> no, but it's funny. He's got the long white beard. I mean, he hams up the whole, uh, the whole guiding wizard, sage thing. He even talks like it sometimes, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm sitting there, and as they're talking to people, and they're, they're saying, hey, this is so-and-so, hey, I'm so blah, 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 talking. So I write these people's names down, and I start looking them up. And I got authors around here. I got people, and a lot of these people know each other, except for me. They're like, who are you? My name's Blake. Hi, I'm Blake. My name's Blake. I'm in the podcast. <laughs> so they're checking out my badge, and it says press. Uh-huh. They're like, Oh, history of bad ideas. What is it, a history podcast? <laughs> yes. When and they my ask, shirt says, <laughs> not a history podcast. Every time they say that, you say yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyways, anyway, so those that were there with me is like uh, Eric Scott DeBee, and he's got Forgotten Realms books, several of them published, big writer. Uh, another person there was Travis Armstrong, another big writer. Uh, female, she's in like the Brimstone Angels series and Forgotten Realms. Aaron M. Evans uh, was there. And the big guy, who I didn't realize who he was, and you're talking about, oh, yeah, Eric, 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 and Eric's sitting there, and he's like an older yeah. guy, big white beard. Yeah, and by the way, um, uh, coming out of the new module, I have a table of contents. We printed them out. We're handing them out for free. If you want a copy, go ahead and take one. So here's what's coming out. So I look at it. It's like Eric L. Boyd. I'm like, hmm. I think I know that name. Why do I know that name? So then I go, you know, Google that. <laughs> yeah, I had to Google. I had to Google it. And I brought it up. I, I got it here. I can read his whole playlist. But if you're a Dungeons and Dragons guy, this is the guy that basically helped formulate and rule the entire Forgotten Realms without Greenwood. He's he's like the player characters. He's got the you know the accessory, the history of the DMs got us. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's the inside and out. You know, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, so Eric's got to be Eric. L. Boyd, Travis Armstrong, Aaron Evans, and of course you got Eric, Ed Greenwood coming in, and of course you know like hey and Blake Edwards, Blake Edwards, yeah that's funny. <laughs> so they're they're handing out free stuff as they do, and some of the fans and other authors are all there talking, and then the the theme is like leaves of the world, and basically it's talking about planes. And not as in airplanes, mm-hmm. Jason, but they're talking about like planes, planes of existence. Yes, planes of existence, pl- nine hells. Material plane, astral plane. And they're going in these discussions, and I'm like, uh, this is above my experience point level. <laughs> I'm still on the prime what material the plane. I'm still on the prime material. It's all it up. 
No, but it was pretty cool. And then uh, they go to this thing. He's like, hey, we have. So Ed Green was on there, and he's talking about what's in the room. Here's something I didn't know. I didn't know this. Uh, Hasbro killed D&D Publishing two years ago. I did not know that either. They were making profits off of the literature with the books, but it wasn't enough profit for them. They said, you know what? We're a game company. We don't write books. So they stopped. And so that was like a big one of the contentious so issues. So they let other people. people write? No, they own the rights, and they're not letting people write <sighs> D&D, D&D books, especially oh, like Forgotten Realms. They will soon. They, they're, they're going to make movies. Yes. Well, see, that's where it all comes There's round, no such thing as not enough profit. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then spin it off and let somebody else do exactly. it. Exactly. But... Spin off a small business unit and let yeah. them have it. But anyways, talking to these people, and they've got like, oh, yeah, so and they're joking about, yeah, I've got these books. They're getting ready to publish and blah, blah, blah. It was like, but not under the D&D Forgotten Realms. So, but what is pretty funny is like Ed goes through his spiel and they t- they talk about the publishing for a little bit and all that kind of. I'm like, I didn't know they killed publishing. Of course, it would help if I read something other than that. Maybe it'd be more fulfilling than George R. R. Martin's uh, never finishing Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm still waiting for George to finish yes, before but, I start something new. But I have a new reason to read now, and it's been something I've been putting off for a long time. So, like, hey, we have some advance. Uh, Editor proof copy books here for R.A. Salvatore's Drizzt Dwarden series. He's first non D and D Forgotten Realms Hasbro license. It's his next book that's coming out. That is a Drizzt. It's book. actually coming out. Yes, next mm-hmm. month. And I got the book. Actually, I didn't bring it, but I, you saw the photo. I saw the photo that you. Posted. But uh, so they're like, "Oh, this is great. We're gonna rattle this book off." And I'm like, "Oh, please let it be me." And they're like, "Ed Green's like, oh, but." Move the light. No, move the ticket closer to me. No, move it farther away. I cannot read it. Move it down. No, that's too far. Move it up. Okay. He's like, can you see it now, Ed? It's like pretty funny through the Skype computer. He's like, oh, yes, I see. It says Edwards. (laughs) (laughs) Blake Edwards. And I'm like, that's me. (laughs) And everybody's like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, thank you very much. And I'm like, Hobie, 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 bitches. Hobie, bitches. And they're like, hey, we're going to take a break. And I'm like, good, because I'm out. (laughs) I won the book. And I'm out. (laughs) I got R.A. Salvatore's uh, unproofed uh, editor-proof book that's coming out uh, next month. And uh, that kind of reminds me, I've never read read the Drizzt Dwarden series, <laughs> but I always <laughs> meant to. Yeah. But now that I got the new book, I love his. Win, talk talk to Jim. Those. He's not here, but I know he's been reading it. So yeah. uh, he could probably lend you a couple of books if I you love, want to there start. You go. I love his. Uh, He'll probably lend you a couple if you let him read that. I love his pictures. I could do that, yes. <laughs> Especially with the stuff laying over the campfire limp. I have no clue what you're talking oh, about. Oh, that's not Verdor Dowley. No, R.A. Salvatore. <laughs> I see what you did there. I'm sorry. But anyways, all right. So if uh, you're not a gamer and you listen to me talk for 45 minutes, I don't know what the time is. Anyways. Yeah. Well, that was about 45 minutes oh, from shit. when you I'm started. sorry. But anyways, it, I had a really good time. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> After all that, I had a crappy time. Oh, yeah. Jason, there's an Axis and Allies zombie. Ver, you know, version oh, that's they out move there. slower. Oh, <laughs> they move even slower, Jason. <laughs> We're going backwards. Exactly. No, but I did. I did try to go meet your buddy uh, Joey Vigora who for did, Growl. For Growl, that game. By the way, if you're a new game publish publisher, you mm-hmm. have a new game because you kickstarted it. Yep. You get yourself a little booth there in Gen Con. Mm-hmm. You get yourself a gimmick where you're giving away a little something, something, but you're not just giving it away. 
you make an event out of it like he did, like you spin the wheel, and no matter, no matter what you land on, you're going to win something. You're going to take that, and then you're going to you know, pile that into something bigger, so you put that into the little swag coupon book. Hey, come to booth 64 or whatever, 640. Get something free. Get something free. And there are people that are there, and I just want to let you know, and that, of course they're doing some playtesting and gaming around there. They were adults with their kids. They were standing in line, spinning the wheel, and I talked to Joey. He had this little honey lemon drops because he's losing his voice explaining mm. the game. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's doing great. He even showed me. He's like, I'm, you know, my reserves are out. He picked up his you know, table you know, uh, curtain table there. Calling, he's yeah. like, it's still gone. He's like, these are the last ones. I'm like, that's so awesome. I was like, I'm happy for you, dude. Um, if you would come to the expo, Blake, we do have fun games that we give away a lot of stuff every time at our booth at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Oh. Well, there's your business model. <laughs> Just let there you know you we are officially going to be. But at. we're not even publishing a game and we give stuff away. Yeah. You know, officially, true. Jeff. We have nothing for sale at our booth and we're giving we're stuff away. We're not allowed away. to. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jeff, we're officially at the expo this year. Well, we, we got it. We got it. Was it so, ever in doubt? You. I don't know, but it's always nice to. Well, when is the expo? September 20th through the 22nd. You know what I'm doing, Jeff? I'm going there. Well, really? I think I plan on being there, too. Yeah, screw you, Blake. Uh, you know who <laughs> else is going to be there? Will Jim. Wheaton. Oh. <laughs> Will Wheaton. He's a gamer. He ben is. McKenzie. Yeah. Who? Ben McKenzie. Yes, Ben McKenzie. Yes. I thought you said Doug McKenzie. Oh, that would be. <laughs> Bob and Doug? Right? Yes. No. Uh, off, eh? The Harp Girls, Harp Twins. Harp are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Dirk yeah. Manning. Dirk Manning. He will be there. Uh, and yeah, we will be there. So that's good. Uh, a lot of Star Trek people. Yep, Star Trek people, plenty. Uh, Nichelle Nichols, probably her last uh, go round on uh, conventions on this side. Yep. Yes. And uh, yeah, so please, September twenty through twenty second, Cincinnati Comic Expo. Uh, go to CincinnatiComicExpo.com dot com or follow us on the History of Bad Ideas on Facebook to get your tickets. Blake, can I talk about a game now? Sure. I bought Madden twenty, the new Madden game. Yay. Uh, well, we haven't bought one in a couple of years, and my son really wanted it. Um, it's fun. Um, my appeal to the NFL is dragging each year. Like, I get less and less caring about it. But the football game is fun. It's enjoyable. Has anything worthwhile changed since? I like the franchise. I don't play online. Uh, oh, yeah. I, in that. That. I like the franchise. You can, But, I mean, like, other than I got new player names, is there anything drastic that's changed since... I don't know, the PlayStation 2 games. How many more buttons and knobs you got to twist up and down I mean, in order to, catch, to make a catch? I mean, there's new techniques I mean, it's beautiful. Um, too complicated? No, it's nowadays. pretty easy. This one's actually pretty easy, too. I'm like, like moving around, throwing, dodging, You hit X, you throw the ball, and then the guy out Well, they changed, they changed. The you have to do like up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, left thumb, right thumb, A, B, A, B, C. Yes, we got the Contra. So I took over the Arizona Cardinals, my favorite team, and I took over... Uh, uh, you know, their new quarterback. <sighs> well, anyways, he he's a running quarterback. And anyways, so he goes out there. They, they got the, the rookie, right? Yeah. So Kyler. so they don't even know how to judge Correct. him yet. Well, the best part is, and he's not yeah, right It's all speculation. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, though, they changed uh, how you scramble. Well, he's a scrambling quarterback. So I got it, and I, put, I was doing it for, I got it two years ago. Yeah. So I hit it, and I'm like, that's not how you scramble, because you used to hit You actually three. had to read the rules? Yeah. So I go to scramble. He just threw it out of bounds on purpose. That doesn't seem right. So I go again. Oh, shit. I better scramble. He threw it out of bounds on purpose. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Where's the instruction manual? Damn it. <laughs> you got to go up, down, up, down, right thumb, left, no, it's left actually a lot thumb, easier. right. 
Oh, are you sure? It's a lot easier. You just run. Way. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually hit, I have to have to hit a button to scramble. It, you just run. You, you're holding the turbo anyways. You just move the right joystick. I was like, well, that's a lot Wait, easier. what do you mean? Turbo. These guys are fuel, fuel yes. powered. Yes, they all are. They, no, got, they got nitro. Athletes. Of course they're fuel powered. got nitro in their back pocket. Anyways. So nitro in your back pocket or are you just <laughs> glad to see me? Real quick here. Since we're getting through some of this, I don't even know if we're going to News of the Geek this week because of your comment. Um, that is the News of the Geek. That is the so. News of the Geek. Uh, uh, what live action Disney... No, I'm talking listener feedback. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> listener feedback. Uh, what live action Disney film are you most looking forward to? You can follow us on Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we have Jungle Cruise with The Rock. Artemis Fowl, which got pushed back from August until February. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. And Mulan. Uh, let's see. So, well, I, I will tell you right off the bat, yeah. after seeing about 10 minutes of the first Maleficent yeah. this weekend, definitely not Maleficent. I think I, <laughs> I think I watched about 10 minutes this weekend. I was watching it, and I'm like, this is not good. No. I think Angelina Jolie just doesn't do it for me. I didn't even get to Angelina Jolie. I <laughs> <laughs> really didn't get to it. <laughs> Uh, well, in last place, Artemis Fowl with 21%. It's the one I voted for. You know what it's about? I have no clue what it's about, but it's the only one he on here that's a, uh, original. He's a chosen one, and he yeah. finds the world of fairies. I mean, I know it's based off of the, the, the book or yeah. and whatnot, and, but it's the only one that's not you know, based off of a ride or previous uh, Well, Artemis Fowl is a done. book series, and everybody was upset. Well, the 10 people that love the book. There's more than 10. Yeah, I know. But they're like, oh, you can't make it into the first two books. You have to just do one book. So that's what they're doing. The first movie is about one book. And I'm like, is there really a big uprising amongst Artemis Fowl fans? I guess well, so. normally they've been splitting the books into two like they did for uh, the last uh, uh, Harry Potter and the last uh, mm-hmm. Hunger Games. They Twilight. They the last book into two. They did that with Twilight, too, didn't they? Yeah. Because that's what needed more films. Yeah. Uh, so if, in, you can, if you can't find the, the fat to trim off of that book, then you're not a good editor. Uh, in third place, Mulan with 24%. And then Tide. Maleficent and Jungle Cruise tied. It tied. I saw it. Yeah, there weren't some good... I guess I would pick Mulan, maybe. Oh, I'd pick Artemis Fowl. Mm. Yeah, it's the... So it uh, just came out today that Disney Plus has announced... Uh, they come out November 12th. Seven dollars, or I'm sorry, seven dollars a month, or seventy dollars for the year. Hey, that's even better. Or if you bundle it with ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus, it's twelve ninety nine, which is not a bad deal. Hmm. You got to get ESPN. With Wait, it. No. well, you get it. You don't have to watch it. Uh, get... Yeah, but I mean, does that include ESPN LO? Well, oh, Hulu Plus is that the, the no commercials? I don't know. Hulu? If it's the no commercials, it. Hulu. It'll be worth it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Hulu, so what? Hulu and uh, Disney for what did you say? Twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. Let's yeah. see here. Oh, it's just regular Hulu with ads. Yeah, uh, that's not really saving anything, is it? Uh, not yeah. sure. I think I think Hulu's what about five dollars and seven dollars and five dollars is twelve dollars. So I'm actually paying a dollar more to get ESPN, which ESPN I stopped caring about a long time ago. Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, it's a pretty good deal, though. Except I mean, for college football. 
<laughs> well, since I don't watch that, the, yeah, as long as there's not SEC games. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's the SEC Network, also right. known as ESPN. The Yo Show. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get right to draft day. What do we want? Draft day. Draft day. Draft day. Draft day. So this is from Randall Holt at RJ Holt six six six. We had this in the um, the vault for a while. He uh, requested this at the last Comic Expo. Uh, so we figured we'd have to do it before the yes. this upcoming expo. Uh, also, guys uh, and gals, guys and gals, uh, listeners, uh, please send us some questions on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast or on Facebook because uh, we're gearing up for the expo. Uh, we re- usually record three to four episodes, uh, and so we need lots of questions and ideas on what you want us to talk about. The good news is uh, this year we'll also be doing some uh, short podcasts that will go out as well, uh, recapping the day, and uh, we're hoping to do uh, some stuff on YouTube this year. Um, hopefully we're a little bit better at it, so just to let you guys know, but thanks for listening in that. Draft day is like the fancy football draft or fancy baseball draft or fancy NASCAR draft. Uh, basically, you draft a person uh, or anything actually uh, to replace to replace a character to uh, basically cast them. So this week we're doing Facts of Life, and we're uh, casting a new Edna Garrett, Blair Warner, Tootie, Tootie Ramsey, uh, Natalie Green, and Joe. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Joe. Uh, and then once they're drafted, the person or fictional character, whatever, they can't be drafted again by anyone else. So, Blake, you're going last. Shit. Thank goodness. So, I'm going first. I'm going Joe. She's the tough character. Right, Jeff? Yep. She's a, a tough a, character. As played by uh, Nancy McKeon. Okay. Originally. Yep, yep, yep. She, she was an addition in the second season. After they got rid of uh, half the cast, they took the 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 girls they liked best and added uh, Nancy McKeon to the cast. And Molly she, Ringwald did not make the cut. She did not. Along with three other girls who everyone forgot their names. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so Joe, in my world, is being played by Summer Glau. I feel like she's the tough girl and she could do it. I like that. I like that pick. That was my favorite pick. Ah, it cool. all goes downhill from here. Oh, it's like I can never. You can never go wrong picking Summer Glau to be in the, in something. So I thought she worked. Summer yes. Glau. Go ahead, Jeff. Who's your pick? Um. You know, I might as well just start right at the top, uh, set the pace for everything. Uh, my Mrs. Garrett. Hold on. Mrs. Garrett is played by Charlotte Ray. Yes. And she is basically taking care. She takes care yeah. of everybody. She's the, the headmistress of the, of the school. Yes. Or of, no, not the headmistress, but the she person mentor- who's looking after the kids. She uh, mentored them. Type yes. Thing. She yeah. mentored them. She was also the school's dietitian. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, but I am going full circle and having Molly Ringwald be my Mrs. Garrett. I like that one. It's a good one. Okay. Blake? Um, okay, we discussed off air, but so our listeners understand where I'm coming from on mm-hmm. this list. I had zero preparation for our... Because <laughs> Hackney screwed up your, for, your outline. Yes. Intern Hackney! Yes. And uh, shout out to uh, Rod 
uh, who uh, screwed up my uh, evening preparation. Okay. All right. Um, I got to go with the top. Uh, I think Charlotte Ray and Garrett mm-hmm. is the quarterback. Okay. Okay. Tom Sorry, Brady. I'm gonna, so you're building I'm, your team around. I'm Ed building my team around uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you know what? That's not bad. As, uh, Hello. Charlotte Ray and Garrett. Yes. Hello. I like the pick. Thank you. That's not a bad pick at all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we're not snaking, though. No snaking. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. It gives uh, me time to buy more time. Uh, I'm going my Blair. Uh, Blair? Yeah. Uh, let me give you a little background on her. Sorry. She's so the she, Barbie. Yeah, she, she's the uh, rich, uh, kind of preppy, stuck-up girl. Yes. But yeah. she's really not all that bad. She has a kind heart. Uh, I'm going Cicely Strong from Saturday Night Live. Uh, she used to play. She used to be the anchor woman. Yes. Uh, I like. I like. I think she could play it well. So I'm going Cicely Strong. She's not blonde. I know. She... I'm going different. <laughs> God. I was actually pretty proud of these. How two. can I figure yeah. out that's Blair if she's got the wrong hair color? I, yeah. I, I'm actually not <laughs> upset with any of my picks, uh, like the ones I have out here. So there you go, Jeff. What's your number t- uh, two? I'm going to go with my Blair. Okay. Um, I'm going with. Uh, you know, television's uh, favorite, uh, you know, teenage girl who can kind of be up her own head mm-hmm. there. Uh, I'm with Marsha Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm-hmm. She looks like her. That's a good one. Mar- Marsha Brady is good. I thought you were going Marsha. Topanga for a second. No, I'm too old to go <laughs> Topanga. <laughs> mm, Topanga. Uh, who's your number? What's your number two? Uh, this is probably your running back position. Okay. Yes. Actually, it is my running back position. Okay. Um, uh, with all the Gen Con talk, I forgot to tell you that uh, Sunday night I saw Spider-Man Into the Far universe. From Home. Oh. oh. How did yeah. you like it? I understand Jeff's one-word description for it. Yeah. I was... They had some fun. It was kind of, an, it was kind of fun. Uh, I found Mary Jane kind of annoying. And I didn't understand why Peter Parker would be running around with his mask off all over the place. Don't even get me started on that shit. <laughs> I'm, it's oh, it, it, it upset you too. Oh, it always. Oh, so I'm it, like, why does he keep taking him his off mask when Tobey Maguire? Did you're you're it, in the so. middle of this natural disaster. There's going to be TV and cameras everywhere, and you're like, oh, let me take my mask off. Talk to you, Mary Jane. Oh, hey, let me take my mask it's off. It's gotten so bad now. Even my five-year-old daughter and my nine-year-old son. And in anything that they watch with Spider-Man, yeah. they go, here he goes again, taking it off. Taking the mask off. <laughs> hey, I'm at a fundraiser. Let me go behind this curtain. Hey, I'm yeah, taking Yeah, why would you take off. it off What right are there? you yeah. doing? But, yeah, it, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't great. But yeah. it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, you're paying for these people to be uh, have their beautiful faces on screen. They want to show their beautiful faces. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. The beautiful people. Guess, the so. beautiful people. <laughs> I, I did like the first uh, end scene credit. Uh, with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, the first one was good. I thought that was really good. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. But the very last one with uh, Nick, Nick Fury, I yeah. was like, what? I'm like, oh. Like, what is that this? That actually lowered the movie for me. I, I like, do like that uh, uh, Aunt May kept calling it the Peter Tingle. Could you please stop calling it that? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I didn't funny. enjoy that. It was good. But anyways. You can dodge uh, a bull, but I can't dodge a banana. Because the name is fresh in my mind, and I do need a running mm-hmm. back. So that's Joe. Joe's okay. running back, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fresh off of the movie, uh, Kobe Smolders. Mm. Oh, oh. She can be my Joe. 
She could be my Joe. Yeah. I have a feeling mm. my team's going to lose. I'm liking Blake's picks. I should, I'm, His I'm, panic at the I'm last minute panicking, picks. panicking picking this stuff up, so don't go too fast, guys. Mm. Uh, number three for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to Mrs. Garrett, the house okay. mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going Katie Seagal's character from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know this was going to be like uh, she's raising a bunch of hitmen or something. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You know what? You can use Miss Bundy. There you go. Gemma. Gemma is Mrs. Carter. (laughs) Let me tell you, there's going to be some bitches dying in this house. Man, that's the other girls didn't like go somewhere else. Gemma took them out. Well, yeah. And then you got Charlie Hunnan in will guest appearance as the George Clooney character. Oh, isn't that nice? Hey, I'm not. I'm not from another country. Good <laughs> eye, mate. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go for my pick. Uh, no one's got a tootie yet. She's uh, the African-American character in it. Yes. Uh, she is. Uh, she was known for gossip. And, and, and uh, the early seasons, especially, just being on roller skates the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She was the precocious. She was a little bit younger than mm-hmm. everyone else, and, and the precocious little one, mm-hmm. but but sassy. She okay. had she had the Arnold lines. Yes. You know. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm picking uh, the character of Erica Sinclair uh, from uh, Stranger Things season three. Uh, oh yeah. Have she you watched a single episode of Stranger Things season three? No, really? not yet. Oh, oh my God! Well, so she was in, she was in season two too, but very briefly. Yeah, but she had a major role in season three, and she's it's, good. Uh, what's his name's her. younger sister? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Lucas was that? His yeah, name? Lucas. Lucas's right? younger mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she she's <clears throat> God, Jason. You need to catch up on Stranger Things because you would get this pick. I'm finishing yeah. up bo- the boys. Okay, well, the All boys right. is worth watching too. I'm I'm trying to get through Stranger Se- Things season two. It really is dragging for me. Season two. Oh, you haven't even finished season two? I'm getting through it. You're, uh, you're right. Stranger Things season two is not as good as one. It just is dragging. And three is better. Get through it to get the three. Why Trust the fuck me. are we trying to ca- keep this alien thing? Fucking let the thing Well, go. okay, Dustin did a stupid thing. Dustin's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's your pick, Blake? Hey, did you guys see the picture of the little Dustin I took with uh, I Gen did. Con? Yeah, I, did. I did see that, that. I think that boy, of all the costumes, I think that little boy had the best one. I was like, yeah, I want a picture with Dustin. Then, Worried then, me, though. I'm like, Blake's taking right. pictures with little boys? Taking a picture oh, with no. Dustin, and then the dad said, please step away, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the danger zone. Danger zone. <laughs> and and Larry, Elmo, Larry Elmore was just standing there shaking his head. Or just shaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Saw where that was going. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know what? Tootie, right? Tootie. Yeah. Tootie. Uh, rolling skates. Yep. Sassy. Oh, here we go. This is your receiver? Yeah, receiver. this is it. Uh, RuPaul. <laughs> for my tootie. Oh, okay, good. RuPaul for my tootie. I like it. Thank you. I do like that one. Uh, my tootie is Roller Girl. <laughs> From <laughs> Roller Girl, roller Heather girl. Graham. Heather Graham's Roller Girl. That's my tootie. All right. Oh so Gemma's got them tr- turning tricks oh <laughs> and making goodness. money for her. I can't. I can see Gemma, you know, training them to be on a roller derby team or something. Did I tell you that uh, <laughs> that uh, 
this is a little bit more hardcore gritty uh, remake. Yeah, you didn't before, but I think we got, got the picture. You got the rated R facts of life. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, remakes, did you, Jeff, you're a fan. Did you see the new Charlie's Angels trailer last week? Yeah. It looks a enjoyable. Weeks ago, yeah. It looks enjoyable. It looks better than you expect when you hear about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll probably watch it. Uh, what do you got next? Uh, I got Joe. Mm-hmm. Yo, Joe. Um, I'm going for, well, I don't know if you've ever watched Scrubs, but uh, in the later seasons, there was an intern who JD thought reminded him of Joe, so he nicknamed her Joe. So he called her Joe for like the last couple of seasons, but uh, it was Eliza Coop's character, Denise Mahoney, and that's who I'm having as Joe because she's Joe. And okay. According to, yeah. according to Dr. Dorian on Scrubs, she's the perfect Joe. Cool. Can I, I say like Joe it. enough? No. Joe. Yeah. Joe. Joe. All right. Uh, let me see what's next on the list. Is, uh, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to pick my Blair Warner, uh, my Barbie. Um, this you is know, your kicker? My, oh. Yes, my Barbie kicker. <laughs> No, my Barbie cheerleader. Oh, oh yeah, you need a cheerleader. Uh, for my team. Uh, all right, since uh, I was talking about Jason C. Browner this evening at dinner, and you brought him up again, and mm-hmm. his uh, Kristen Bell. Mm. <laughs> There's got to be a way. This is it. I'm casting her as Blair Warren. Blair Kristen Warner. Bell. Okay. All righty. No casting couch needed, Kristen. I just want to know. <laughs> Last round, Jay. Natalie Green. Hashtag, Everyone's got Natalie's left. Hashtag huh? you too. Who is Natalie? Uh, I got my Natalie left too. Yeah, everyone's got Natalie. Um, Surprisingly, um, I've come up with two. Oh, crap. I forgot the actress's name. Who I come Natalie? up with two. Mindy Cohen. Thank you. One. Mindy Cohen. Yeah, Mindy yeah. Cohen. She was, I suppose, the thing that made her stand out was she was the chubby girl. But she was positive about it. She didn't care. No, yeah. She was. Until the, the producers told her to lose weight because she was too fat. I don't think they did. Yeah, no, the producers were mean to all these girls on this show. They wanted them all to lose weight and all that kind of stuff. But not when you're the fat girl. You're allowed to be fat, though. Well, then she felt even worse about it. <laughs> I remember they, the producers were pretty mean to these ladies. I believe they were. It. You know, that was back in the day where Hollywood producers would be dicks. They still are. They, and they, they did, still are. They did write the uh, Natalie Loses Her Virginity storyline yeah. in later seasons. That was a very special episode. It was. Uh, in my remake, Roller... It didn't Gr- go good. That was in the days where com- co- comedies had special serious episodes. Oh, yeah. Like every, every season, there was like one serious one episode. One serious episode. Uh, in my series, uh, Roller Girl Loses Her Virginity in the first 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> That's how yeah. it begins. To That's Joe. starts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the Gritty right. Remake. Jason's R-rated. Just win X. My Great. Facts of Life is called F-A-C-T-Z of Life. <laughs> Sponsored facts, by Pornhub. Facts of Life. Pornhub. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my Nally is Fortune Feinster. Huh? Feinster. Jeff, you may know her. She's the um, roommate in Life in Pieces of the married couple. The annoying one. Oh, Chucky? Was that yeah. a character's yeah. name? Oh, yeah. She, she's a stand-up comedian, and yeah. I thought that was a good one. I like I, that one. I could t- especially with your gritty remake, yeah. I can see her... Oh, I could see her, like, being a bully to everybody. Yes. I like my team. Uh, also, Randall Holt, you need to pick who wins. You're the one that uh, optioned this. So uh, if you send a draft day in, people, uh, you get to pick the winner. I think I already know who won. Congratulations, Blake. What about mine? <laughs> I 
I got Gemma. Uh, What's your last pick, Jeff? Because uh, not yeah. that matters. No, it really doesn't. But is uh, Natalie? Mm-hmm. I picked the Ermagerd girl from the memes. <laughs> Please never do that again. Ermagerd. No, stop it. Stop it. I'm going to sing Danger Zone again. Ermagerd. Danger zone. The Ermagerd. Welcome to the danger zone. <laughs> the Ermagerd meme girl is one of the best memes that's out there. Ermagerd. Ermagerd. <laughs> that's my Natalie. Dad, All right, my Natalie. I got two of them. I wrote two of them down real quick, just in case you guys picked one. I'm surprised you guys didn't pick one. So I have one on the left, and I have one on the right. Which one do you want? Uh, right. I go left. God damn it. <laughs> Jim, what do you say? <laughs> oh shit, you're not here. Left. Okay, voters, to hear my to hear listeners to uh, call in and vote. <laughs> we'll tell you which one you should pick. All right, which one should I pick? Left. Oh, I want to say tell us both, and we'll All tell right, you listen. which one. I I hastily screw uh, screwed down, scrolled down, <laughs> scribbled down. Rebel Wilson or Melissa McCarthy? Never take Rebel Wilson. Never take Melissa McCarthy. Well, one can <laughs> shit in his, one episode can be she shits in a sink. <laughs> Not Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. There you go. In my gritty remake, she could come on as a guest star and shit in the sink. <laughs> and then Gemma's going to kill her for shitting in the sink. Okay, so there you go. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, Mrs. Garrett cooks a very horrible meal. And they all get diarrhea. Diarrhea. And Melissa McCarthy is, uh, you know. Now we are go. very highbrow. <laughs> uh, we did get on Twitter if, uh, about your... 55-hour Gen Con recap. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, please tell me there was going to be talk about dragons. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Oh, he zoned out. Yeah. Anyways. Did we really talk specifically about a dragon? No, but um, <laughs> in actually in the eye of the beholder, there, oh, is a, there is a very good about 10 or 15-minute coverage of, you know, the creation of the dragon and the art of the dragon and how uh, a couple of the artists basically made their names off of dragons. Hell yeah, they you know, did. So there's pretty cool good. fucking ass pictures fucking of dragons a, out there. Oh, here's a good one. There it's called Clyde Caldwell. You know, big backstory. If there was any hot looking woman to be painted, it was his. You're like, I got uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> you look at his art. Jane Mail bikinis. Yeah, it was basically a lot of his art was yeah, chicks in chain mail bikinis. And he remembers uh, the one uh, Lorana that he did for Dragonlance for Margaret Weiss and uh, and uh, Hickman. Margaret Weiss saw the uh, Lorana. No, no, it was Gold Moon in this uh, bikini strap, leather strap bikini thing, and she started crying. That's not no. Gold Moon. She's holy. And Clyde Call was like, "Well, okay." Ever since then, I painted her with leather leggings, <laughs> <laughs> a bikini, and leather leggings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so he's hey, the dirty dra- old man of the. Oh, oh yeah, so. and he didn't want to be on, in the movie until they they called him up and said, "Hey, look, we got everybody. We got we got Larry. We got Parkinson's son. We got everybody." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Anyways, so there's your draft day. Randall, tell us who wins. It better be fucking me because I got Gemma, baby. Gemma's got a whole and Roller Girl. So you know there's nudity in my show. Yeah, I think Blake won. He has Mrs. Dalfaro. That's a tough one to beat. That was a good oh, pick. I was inspired. Let's do some. First round pick, baby. Let's do uh, some news of the geek. It's time for another installment of the news of the geek. Okay. We'll do a quick one here since, you know, we had a Gen Con news of the geek. 
Uh, per WKRN Local News, Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. I'm Chase Storm with your 11 o'clock news. Anyways, federal officials. I thought Chase Storm was the weatherman. No, no, no. That's Stormy Weathers. Uh, federal officials are investigating an incident involving at least one gunshot fired last weekend at Mammoth Cave National Park. That was prompted by an alleged sighting of Bigfoot. Spokesperson for the National Park said law enforcement rangers responded around 2 a.m. last Sunday to an incident involving a person with a firearm at one of the park's backcountry campsites. Another reason not to go camping, children. While the park did not release any additional inf- information, a camper named Brad Jin told News 2 that he and his girlfriend were there at the time. Jin, s- Jin said, The two went, sleep, went to sleep around 11 p.m., woke up around 1 a.m. to people shining flashlights on their tent. The couple exited their tent to find a man and his young son approaching. According to Jin, the man explained that something had destroyed his campsite. They kept hearing strange sounds, so he was going to investigate because this was Bigfoot country. Is Mammoth Cave Bigfoot country? I was there last year. I do not remember it being Bigfoot country. It's Nessie country. I thought Bigfoot country was the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Not always. Not always. I mean, I could see maybe spreading from there. If you went back bit, to episode but... forty-five and listen and listen to our interview with the Bigfoot hunter, uh, he will tell you that it's all over. And Ohio is a great breeding ground for them. But but we're talking Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. Well, they got lost. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jen's girlfriend claims she heard the same sounds. Of course, she did. The man reportedly showed the couple his gun and told them if they heard gunshots that he they should run. Well, that's a great sign. Jen and his girlfriend returned to their tent and said about five to ten minutes later they heard one la- at least one gunshot. Man and his son returned to the couple's tent and stated that Bigfoot, Bigfoot had emerged from the woods and approached them, so he fired his weapon. All Bigfoot needed was a cup of sugar, and that's all he was asking for. <laughs> hey, uh, I thought he just wanted beef jerky. I thought it was tree fitty. <laughs> sugar. Bam! Get the fuck away! Oh, my God! I'm just asking It's for coming right for us! <laughs> Uh, I think he's kneeling down, taking a poop. Shoot him! Shoot him! Uh, despite the bizarre circumstances, Jin said he and his girlfriend immediately packed up and left the campsite. Uh, someone's shooting, yeah. Even if you know <laughs> who it is, I still don't want bullets to be flying around me. Incident remains under investigation by park law enforcement. So that is what not to do when you see Bigfoot, is shoot him right away. Of course, if you did, you would get a lot... You know, here's my thing. I saw Strange Wilderness. They shot Bigfoot right away when no, they he saw No, he hung himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, that movie. It's such a bad movie, but funny. Uh, the ending is funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here's my thing. You know, I get that Bigfoot, you know, is supposedly in the, uh, all these woods. How come nobody can ever fucking take a good picture? It's always blurry. Yeah, I mean we're in the. It's the, his superpower that he can't. You can't capture him on film. It without captures it being blurry. <laughs> Unless it's a TV show. I mean, Bigfoot had a starring role in the old six, six, six million dollar man, man yeah. series. I think that was a fake Bigfoot. What? Lies, lies. I think it was. You know the one out in the woods? That's a fake Bigfoot too. <laughs> okay, isn't Chewbacca based on Bigfoot? You know, I'm glad you asked, said that. Did you know this is from Nisi, number one listener? Well, no, she isn't. Nope, never, no, no, she isn't. Oh, she's our number one listener. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Number one fan is Doug. Yeah, he's just a fan, not a listener. Nisi said uh, that, um, back, a little fun fact is, with Chewbacca and Return of the Jedi, they had to have people surround him uh, during the scenes in orange vests so hunters did not shoot him because they were mistaking him in for Bigfoot. the moon of Endor? Oh, yes. In the forest? 
That would have been funny. I killed Bigfoot. Oh, uh, that's just Peter Mayhew. And his babies. No, those are Wookiees. <laughs> or those are Ewoks. Ewoks. <laughs> Never said the word Ewok in a Star Wars movie. Ooh. Really? There you go. So anyway, the only reason we know they're called Ewoks is from the action figures. It's kind of like alien, you know. Back to the grainy pictures. It's kind of like aliens, like you know, in this day and age. Or and the Ewok adventure ship. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. My phone takes better pictures than any camera has in the last twenty years. How come nobody can ever get a good picture? Jeff, do you think Bigfoot's alive? I don't think Bigfoot was ever alive. Do you think he's real? No. Blake. No. Okay. <laughs> Just asking. I mean, I'm. So, I'm trying to play along here, but no, I can't. Oh, yes, no. yes, and? The reason oh, yeah. you don't see the dead ones Grr. is because they, they bury them. The reason you don't see the dead ones is when they die, they disintegrate. Oh, so yeah. maybe they're friends of Thanos. Hands of fate. True. Thanos. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Uh, we'll do that one next time. Actually, they turn into Trent's, Jason. Trenches? No. Oh. Ants. 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 Oh, turn into ants. I'm an ant. There you go. Tenant. That would be cool if they turned into ants. That would be. <laughs> just saying. You know, stationary my, trees are just dead ants. You know, my daughter is watching Pocahontas, the Disney cartoon this week, and she's like, that tree talks. I was like, it's an ant. <laughs> you would be proud. She didn't get it. Anyways. <laughs> But uh, she will when she watches Lord of the Rings in eight years. 80. <laughs> She's no. not watching it in my household. She doesn't have to watch it with you. I'll, I'll hook it up so she can watch it in her own bedroom or something. Anyway. Stay out of young girls' bedrooms, I'm go- Jeff. <laughs> I'm not going into her bedroom. <laughs> Danger zone. <laughs> Anyways, Tenet is the new film that from Christopher Nolan, which is set to premiere in 2020. And received his first teaser trailer before the sci-fi epic Hobbs and Shaw. Unfortunately, fans of Nolan's work will only have two ways of seeing the trailer. Buy a ticket for Hobbs and Shaw, and then leave. Or wait for Blu-ray release of Tenet. As Den- T- Nolan has stated, the trailer will only be in theaters and not on any other media. Will it be in front of other movies or only Hobbs and Shaw? I think it will be in front of other movies. Okay, so I don't have to go to Hobbs and Shaw to see Correct. It. Okay. Uh, the best thing is that there's stills online, but pretty much any... Teaser trailer online. It was taken down within an hour. Like Sony and or whoever was doing it went on and got them all. An action, the quote, an action epic evolving from the world of international espionage. That's the official's description. Uh, per online leaks, the synopsis reads: John David Washington, the actor, examines bullet holes in the double pane glass and moves away from them. This is the synopsis for the trailer. It cuts. Sorry. Change it cuts away and then back to Washington. It's the same shot, subtly, subtly different, but the movements are the same. It's like he rewound a little bit before between the shots, so they think that time, like he can go back in time. A, Blake's favorite thing, yay! More is one of those things where the guy probably sees like all the different uh, <clears throat> potential things like six seconds ahead of time, and then can choose which way to go. Well, like more a than Peter Tingle. Like the Peter Tingle. More than a few have noted that Nolan's Inception movie has been mentioned in the de- in describing Tenet. Rumor is Tenet may deal with the time continuum in some fashion. Taking that further, it just might tie in with the mind-bending movie Inception. Uh, Inception the, wasn't time travel, though. Well, it's going into or the brain. time continuum. Yeah. yeah, but I, other, other than each step you went in, time lasted longer, mm-hmm. but... 
In 2010, Nolan did an interview and said he was interested in expanding the cinematic universe of Inception through a video game. Nothing happened with that, but they did make two Inception prequel comics. Uh, they were called The Cobell Job and Big Under. I might have to look through those. I'd never heard of them. They cover missions laying directly into the movie and given a little more depth to that world. The connection between Inception and Tenet is as follows. In Inception, Nolan's son, Magnus Lullen, plays the younger version of Cobb, plays the young version of Cobb's son, Leonardo DiCaprio. The rumor is that Tenet follows Cobb's two kids from Inception and will be played by Elizabeth Debicki and Robert Pattinson. Uh, what makes this rumor juicy is that Michael Caine is in the movie, so he could be playing the same role as Inception, or he's just playing every role or, in... Or Michael Caine is in a uh, Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan film. He could be playing Alfred Pennyworth, too. Uh, ah. Ooh. <laughs> it's a Batman. <laughs> That's what it is. It's with the Clock King. <laughs> That's what this is about. Oh, how great would that be if everybody would go thinking this is a new epic from Nolan. It's like, hey, I'm Batman. <laughs> it's a 1960s Batman with the Clock King. Anyways, description. There was a 1960s Batman at Gen Con. Really? Yeah, with the big bomb. Yeah. Running, around. running around with the bomb. Sometimes you just oh, yeah. can't get rid of one. Can I just make a note? Yeah. If, if we're going to see people at Comic Expo in the, the old Batman yeah. get up. Don't bring a bomb. Yeah, well, you bring a bomb. It's still pretty good. Spider-Man. There are a lot of Spider-Man outfits. Yeah. Wear a jock strap. Uh, Wear a dance belt or yeah. something. Yeah. Or a cod piece. Yeah. Yeah, I There are it. some people running around there, you're like, dude. Yeah. Dude. Deadpool gets that, too. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of Deadpools with yeah. that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the taglines are, time has come for a new protagonist, and time has come for a new kind of mission. So there you go. Before getting an official title, the project was rumored to be called Merry-Go-Round. No one really knows that significance. Well, merry-go-round sounds like it'd be a time-related thing. You do the same thing over and 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 over again. Would you like to see an Inception sequel? No. Okay. Would you see Tenant if it is found that it is a set? I will see it, but I mean, I don't think I need to watch more about you know the world, especially about the the family of Cobb. Maybe. Because that it told takes, the story already. So I mean, it nothing... takes place 20-something years later. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be something different. I mean, if all they're doing is going back into dreams or something or whatnot. Then... Uh, the one thing I read online, one of the rumors was that uh, they're in J- uh, Washington, Washington is investigating crimes of the people that go into the, to- the, um, the dreams. Yeah. And then when they come back out, he's trying to arrest them in that. Because they're finding stuff out throughout history then. Somehow they're connected through history and all that. So they're dream thieves. Yeah, pretty much. So there, there's your thing. Uh, I might not be. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I trust Nolan. Of course, I, I never saw Dunkirk. I still did see Dunkirk, too. I saw it. Did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. I was actually I was expecting more. That's what a lot of people And I was say. a little disappointed from it, but it was still a good movie. Did you see Inception? Uh, uh, not Inception. Interstellar? Yes. Did you like it? It was okay. I really liked it. It got a little too far for me, but it was still okay. It was a little long. Yes. It was very long. Yes. But I enjoyed it. I did, like, I did like the concept of the time travel and everything else and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I did every, love it. Every second we're down here, we're down here for an hour yeah. of real time. You're like, holy shit, get well, out of there. I like when they miscalculated, so they yeah. thought, oh, we'll, we'll go up and he'll be up there for a couple months and he's up there for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you? Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's do, uh, let's do some promos. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. That music is top five. This week is top five movies that couldn't be made today. Just because of PC culture or just they're just not that, you know, they're a little rough. <laughs> oh, that's they wouldn't be a man. What did you think? Oh, I thought like, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey couldn't be made today because it's in the past. <sighs> number five for me. <laughs> number five for me. Song of the South uh, from Disney about uh, African-American working on a plantation. That's my number three. That could not be made today. <laughs> I don't care what Doug says. Cannot be made today. Yes, it was after the Civil War. So there's, there's going to be make... no live action? No. No, it's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Just because it can't be made today doesn't mean you're not allowed to watch it for the historical yes. significance. Okay. What's your number five? My number five is any movie starring Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I hobied that shit. No K-Pax 2. I'm really upset yeah, by that. You just... You just can't put Kevin Spacey in a movie today. Was can't he, be made. Was he real? You can put him in a closet. Uh, you, was, was He's he, been in that for many years. <laughs> Come on. Was he really an alien in K-Pax? I don't know. Yeah, that's the th- It's ambiguous. That's what makes it so great. Blake, what's number five? Uh, my number five is uh, Police Academy. That's a good one. You can't make it with the, uh, you know, cops. That's a Stereotypes. Funny you know what? I've Blue grown Oyster. to like that movie a lot more. It is. It yeah, is. It's good. The whole the whole series is great. Yeah. Just ask me, Sonic Geek. Yeah. yeah. The, the first one's okay. I like the second one. Oh, that's because you're a big Bobcat Goldthwait oh. fan. Sweet Chuck. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Kazarinski. Uh, what's your number four? Uh, my number four, Revenge of the Nerds. That's a good one. See, well, you know, there is well, I'm gonna some say, questionable... Revenge of the Nerds can be made with tweaks. You would have to remove you about two have... scenes. Um, Which two scenes? Uh, I'll guess the rape scene. Well, yeah. And the uh, spying invasion on the girl's privacy scene. Correct. And maybe a little bit of a toning down of the stereotypes, because a lot of people would find those very offensive. Did you make a list, or are you just copying someone's? No. <laughs> I just realized No. That. No. <laughs> I'm coming off the top of my head with these. <laughs> number four for me. Or Wait, Jeff, what's no. number four? Uh, my number four is Soul Man. Oh, yeah. Tell us what that is. Uh, that's the one where C. Thomas Howe... Time out. You could just stop there. C. <laughs> Thomas Howe should not make a film nowadays. Uh, Damn it. 
got one of my two number twos. Oh, Soul Man. Yeah, you can't do Soul Man nowadays. <laughs> no, yeah, he uh, see Thomas Howell go pretty much does blackface so he can get a minority scholarship to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make that movie now. You shouldn't have made that movie when they made it. You shouldn't have made it in the first place. (laughs) Absolutely right. Uh, My number four is The Toy. (laughs) Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason. That was one of my number threes. Shut up, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They basically buy him. You can't have a little white boy owning him. No, no, no. You can't have a white kid owning an African-American. Or anybody. Even if it's Richard Pryor (laughs) and it's funny. (laughs) Actually, no, that movie really wasn't. It wasn't Yeah, funny. that was a sad effort. You know why? Because Jackie part. Gleason. Mm. No. Chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> That's Jackie Mason. That's Damn it! Jesus you, you, Christ. I thought by now you would remember there's a difference. Sure wasn't Jackie Mason? It was Jackie Gleason. You sure? Yes. I remember vividly. Gleason. I remember vividly, I'm not bullshitting, <laughs> that Jackie Mason was in that. <laughs> To I the moon, Gar- Jason. Kick Guarantee might have been somewhere else in it, but he didn't. I thought he play- was the lead star. No. To the moon. What the fuck movie was I think of? <laughs> Anyways, uh, my number three, I kind of hobied it. All the Mel Brooks films. Uh, wow, that's a hobie. Yeah. Damn it, you got my other number three. <laughs> uh, I, I, you can't make a lot of those. Dracula Dead and Loving It shouldn't have been made when it was. Well, no. Life no. stinks. Terrible. Robin but, Hood, not good. But uh, could Robin Hood and Men Heights not be made today? No, that probably could. I'm, I'm thinking I think the Mel Brooks ones from the 60s and 70s. The maybe. good ones. Well, you can make Young Frankenstein today. Mm, yeah. Yes, you can. Oh, they have a roll in the hay. Frau Bruca. Jeff, what's your number three? Oh, my number three was Song of the South. Okay. Uh, so, number three for you, Blake? My number three, I hobie that shit, but you guys already took them out. It was Blazing Saddles and the Toy. What's your number two? Oh. Uh, my number two, I got two number twos. You took Soul Man, oh, but the other one is uh, Freebie and the Bean. What is that? Look it up. <laughs> no, no, Blake, I want you to explain what it is. No. <laughs> what is it, Blake? Look it up. No, no, what is it? Look it up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, uh, what's your number two, Jeff? Uh, my number two is Birth of a Nation. That's my number one. That's my number oh. one. <laughs> I didn't realize I was very close to Deb's list, and I didn't even look at his list until just now. <laughs> <laughs> until Blake read it off to you, you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Birth of a Nation, you could not do now. Yeah, no, I mean, no. Birth, Birth of a Nation is terrible in its uh, <laughs> most uh, of everything. Just stop. Just it's terrible. It's well, terrible. Well, it, it was groundbreaking in film techniques. It was. Which is, I saw it in a film study class. Mm-hmm. So did I. And Do you think they like, would show that in film study no, class these days? I don't think you would They did in the it. 90s when I did uh, well, in the it, 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 the, You would have to have like trigger oh, warnings. It was, oh, yes. it, it was definitely prefaced yeah. before we saw it. Holy yes. moly. I think ours was that if you did not want to see it, you didn't have to, yeah. is I think what I, uh, my college was. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know, college is all about censorship nowadays anyways and suppression of freedom of thought and ideas. Down the, down the hall. So, you know. You had 45 minutes to talk. You chose to do talk about fucking trees. That's not, not literally fucking trees. That is your call. You're done. Speaking of fucking trees, get the tree app on your phone. <laughs> tree app, sponsored by Hobie. 
<laughs> Anyways, put your digital porn in the digital tree. Yeah. I thought you were going to say put your digital dick in the oh, digital. No. <laughs> put your digital dick in the digital tree. Oh, digital dick and digital nope, tree. No, not title. title. Uh, <laughs> and now Apple won't carry us anymore. <laughs> That's right. We're on Zoom. <laughs> Uh, number two for me is Heather's. Um, that uh, yeah, Jason C. Brown was talking about that last time he was on. Well, they, they were trying to do the television show, and yep. then they pretty much can't do. Yep, they had to cancel that. Uh, did you see Thirteen Reasons Why? Uh, they took out the suicide scene. Yeah, um, I did not. Two years later, but they did. Yeah, so much for that. Well, God, well, now I don't want to bother watching it. It's yeah, it is ruin the art. It is Go a, ahead, ruin the. Whole it's a pretty thing. heavy scene. It is. Well, it, but and it I was mean, intentionally be yes, heavy. I know. I know. And that was the whole point. Wasn't to glamorize it. The whole point was to I make see, you say that's don't do that. I really do see both sides of it. Teenage suicide. Don't do it. Come on, Heather tells you right there in their song. And my anyways, moving on. Lighter subject. Number one, birth of a nation. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is uh, Triumph of the Will. Which one is that? Uh, that is the Lenny Riefenstahl Nazi propaganda film. There you go. Okay. Not really. Lenny Riefenstahl, apparently, you know, beautiful cinematography, great uh, filmmaker, did a bunch of movies about Nazis are great. <laughs> so, yeah, according to Mark Schott, they did build roads. Well, they did. Mark, Mark Schott isn't the only one who agrees that they built roads. And Volkswagens. <laughs> did they build the aqueducts? <laughs> no, no, that was the Romans. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's why in Back to the Future, they didn't need roads because they wanted to get the hell away from the Nazis. Nah. Where we are going, we don't need roads. Jeff, Blake, what's your number I one? it was the Libyans they were trying that to get away from. It was. It was of Nation. Okay. Uh, honorable mentions, I had The Conqueror with John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. And it was a love story, too. <laughs> you could probably do The Conqueror again. You just... Can't do John Wayne. Honestly, honorable mention, I had almost all John Wayne movies. Okay, there you go. All, all his uh, Cowboys and Indians movies. Yes, yes. Uh, I also had any film kids get left home alone. You know why? Because it's called a phone, cell phone now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were talking about that. Yeah, it's like, oh, any horror movie where you can just use the phone to get out of no, the No, no, there's no reception. Yeah, there's no reception yeah, there you in, go. in my house where yeah. I've been you're living. In a, you're in a Verizon store. <laughs> down no by the river, my AT&T doesn't cover this area. Uh, you're in the <laughs> AT&T store. There's no reception! Uh, yeah, ironic, isn't it? <laughs> Hold on, I have reception, but I'm throttled. I can't get my text out. Any <laughs> <sighs> hey, uh, hey, romantics for you, Blake? Uh, airplane, sixteen candles, who framed Roger Rabbit, Midnight Express, Smoking the Bandit. Okay. Uh, so what? We, are we like anti Jackie Gleason here? Jackie Mason, Smoking uh, the Bandit, the Sheriff Jackie Gleason. No way, sir. <laughs> anyway, just because he says a lot of terrible things, he's the villain. And the worst part is, is when they censor on regular TV. It's oh, yeah, like, well, why is this movie so TV. great? Yeah. Oh, Did you, could you make Bad News Bears? They tried. Well, they did remake it, and it wasn't and as they good. Failed. Yeah. I mean, just because you know little kids can't be around beer. Yeah, that's bullshit. You can't drink and drive. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Damn the man! Hey, you, you know you can't pip out your ex-wife's <laughs> daughter. daughter. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Glad you finished that sentence. Uh, anyways, Dev had a couple movies. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Pray tell. 
Uh, let's see what here. Were they? He had Police Cami, Revenge of the Nerds, Blazing Saddles and the Toy. He obeyed that shit. <laughs> Soul Man and Freebie and the Bean. Look it up. Birth of a Nation. Honorable mention: The Jerk. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Sean, Pittsburgh nerd. Oh, what does Sean say? I don't know. He's probably throwing out the reds. Uh, let's see here. He had f- airplane. Yeah, I, c- I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did. It was called Soul Plane. <laughs> no, Soul Plane was terrible. No. Uh, Sixteen candles. Oh, I heard that one mentioned. Who framed Roger Rabbit? You know why they shouldn't remake that? Because it wasn't a good. Movie. It wasn't a good movie. Uh, Midnight Express. Uh, was that the Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin? Yeah. Why can't you remake that one? I don't know. Oh. Uh, number one, Smokey and the Bandit. What? You can't do Smokey and the Bandit? Uh, Jason Feinberg had John Waters' Pink Flamingos. You know, see, that one should never have been made in the first place anyway, so... You know, I actually... I remember just... I actually stumbled across that without knowing what it was. I was uh, watching, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then years later, it's like, oh, John Waters, Pink Flamingos. I'm like, oh my God, that was what I was watching? <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, John Waters was experimental to be nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Kevin, since the Explorer had uh, heavyweights... Because you can't make fun of fat kids. Gone with the Wind. Because you, you can't. It's a, it's a crappy show. <laughs> Number because three. Because you can't show Historical South with servants in it that are of color. You know what? This Even is, though, you know, she won an Oscar Oh, at for least that from role, the southern, Southerner's yeah. point of yeah, view. Yeah, she, she won an Oscar for that role. Hattie McDaniel did, yes. Yeah, and then she wasn't allowed to accept it yeah. because of the bullshit bigotry yes. back then. It was fucking bullshit. It is bullshit. Hey, you're great. Yeah. Here's you're your great. award. Here's your award. Oh, by the way. Uh, back room for you. Yeah, 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 and this is California. This isn't like we're yeah. talking the South Miss here. It, like Alabama. We're not talking Green Book's country here. I'm not talking Alabama. Well, we're not allowed to talk about Alabama anymore. We got a restraining order. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> From so, the state of Alabama. <laughs> so, anyways, I will say the state of Al, and then uh, his last name is Bama. They can go suck it. Uh, let's see. Al-A-Bama? Yes. <laughs> With that one, too. Uh, number three. This is a good one. I didn't think of this one. Porky's. That's oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. Well, can you can you not do American Pie then? Because that's pretty much eh, Porky's for the next generation. Yeah, a little bit more subtle. Because well, he's fucking a pie and not prostitutes. Well, that upsets the vegans. <laughs> it was an apple pie too. Uh, <laughs> number two, Soul Man. Number one, Blazing Saddles. Honorable mentions, Borat. 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 That was just 10, 12 years ago. Uh, the Jerk. Uh, airplane. Revenge of the Nerds, and Just One of the Guys. I like that movie. <laughs> oh, you were the one. Yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> just One of the Guys, you mean a movie based on Shakespeare? Yeah. Could you, you can't, remake you can't redo that? Could yeah. you make White Chicks again? With you the shouldn't. No. They're talking about making a sequel, you know that. Oh, my God. <sighs> uh, Hackney, intern. Hackney! Hackney! He had The Ringer. Oh, Yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Well, Johnny Knoxville shouldn't be making movies anyway. Uh, Ladybugs. Uh, She's the Man. (laughs) Freddy Got Fingered. That should have never been made. And Blazing Saddles. Uh, Let's see Ladybugs. The kids used to watch that because they were soccer players. Yeah, but you're having a guy dress up as a girl so the girls team could be good. Wasn't that the gist of that movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways... So there you go. There's your top five for the week. Uh, bad idea of the week. Um, 
number 5289 giving mike uh, uh, uh giving blake a microphone to talk dungeons and dragons <laughs> uncensored <laughs> welcome to your all right, I've got this five-minute story. <laughs> 45 minutes later. Story time. Danger zone. Danger zone. Anyways, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back to our regular format la- next week. <laughs> <laughs> we might actually answer listener questions next week. Yes. Well, we listen- answered my listener question when I said, Blake, how was Gen Con? <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> So there you go. And uh, Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Dendom! I've come for your soul! Well, I was just going to do a nice, even flow addendum. But no, Give me your soul! Okay. So I was at Gen Con this week, and let me explain. So I met this one guy. He knows all about Pathfinder. And so in Pathfinder, they have big swords and um, big axes and big hands. Like ape hands. Oh, so Apans was inspired by Pathfinder or vice versa? Vice versa. Oh, vice okay. versa. Anyways, uh, addendum, titles for the show. Jeff, what you got? Let's see. I only got a couple here, but uh, Pay by the Stroke. Done. Okay, what else? <laughs> Don't leave your drinks unattended. Because Blake can't his... No, oh, I get it. Didn't. That yeah, sounds I'm creepy. Just... Well, yeah, it's supposed to sound creepy. That was the point. I have Don't Let Jeff Into Your Daughter's Bedroom. Uh, Bigfoot Got Lost. (laughs) And Facts O Life. (laughs) Facts with a Z O Life. Oh, I get it. I got Looks Like a Potato. (laughs) And Pay by the Stroke. Blake? Sure. You're going to let us use Pay by the Stroke? No. I'm fine with that. Did I mention how... I'm in, I'm finally happy that the Fez craze at Gen Con is finally over with. Well, that was what two doctors ago. So, oh, God, this is like the '70s done. show. People were no. dressed up like Fez. No, Fez hats. The hats. Oh, the Fez. Like, everybody's wearing Fez hats. A couple think, years was ago, was it the Matt Smith Doctor Who wore a Fez hat? You had 45 yeah. minutes. You're done with your talk. I forgot about. I it. said, shut up. <laughs> oh, there were a lot of dude thors there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dude Thors. Yeah, the big Lebowski. Uh, yeah, Avengers. a lot of Lebowski Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, looks like a potato. Oh, no. we're not doing pay by the stroke. You think that would be okay? I don't know. You're the one that usually outlaws them. So if if you're not opposed to it, I'm fine with it. You may want to not do that one. Faxo uh, uh, life. I don't <laughs> like that one as much. But uh, it's your show. Anyways, uh, what was your <laughs> other one? Bigfoot got lost. Yeah. No. I like it looks like a potato. Yeah. <laughs> I know I said it, but eh. Wear a cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying by the stroke then for that one. <laughs> um <laughs> smells like latte? Uh so so we're paying it by the stroke, it sounds like. <clears throat> Change approved. You've been listening to Hobie!